0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about champion mods. It's a review. Uh, I've talked about this a lot before, but I've got some new things I really want to say as we head towards Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes, you can also listen to this on Google Play, maybe Spotify. Those are other podcast options for SNTR Presents. If you want to support me directly, go to sntrpresents.com and you can pick one of the tiers of Patreon, or you can just go to my YouTube. Uh, You can get there by going to saynotorage.com and that's a great way to click the join button or the free thing is subscribe and the bell button that's free but the join button lets you pick from the tiers and then you can get all the perks and benefits in the discord that people are taking advantage of so champion mod review champion mods i've talked a lot about them a lot of people don't like them a lot of people think they're terrible uh they want them out of the game there's a variety of opinions on them so my opinion of champion mods has basically been good not great And the more we've interacted with them and the more people have just kind of bypassed them, I've had to even walk that back to be like, they're so-so. They're not great. They're just kind of so-so. They don't do much. They're not adding much to the game. And I think they could get a whole lot more out of them. So... I'm going to start off the talk by saying not far enough. Then I want to talk about more freedom. And then I want to talk about why I am pro more champions in the game. I'm actually a supporter of that. I want to see a whole lot more of them in the game. And I'll explain why at the end of the video. So not far enough. Whenever we've talked about Destiny and difficulty and challenge, especially in the recent video I did about Grandmaster Nightfalls, one of the main things we kind of get stuck on is that Bungie doesn't do the greatest job in increasing difficulty, they tend to just increase pain through damage output of enemies or health of enemies, and that doesn't really create, I don't think, you know, innovative fun or or content you want to play on a regular basis, it just sort of feels painful and you either endure it or avoid it, and so champions, I think, are a good first step into just adding a layer to the combat. They're they're not changing really the attack, the movement or even the AI of the enemy. It's just a new mechanic laid over top of existing, you know, of existing enemies but they haven't gone far enough with it because they limit it to specific guns for three months, which is one of the leading causes, I think, to folks looking at it and being like, that's just a headache that's just annoying, I don't like it Uh, you know, if it's not on your favorite weapon, then, you know it's limited. The other reason I think that people don't like it is because when you go into your weapon, you may have a mod that you're enjoying using. Counterbalance, minor spec, you know, who knows, backup mag, and then you got to switch it to something else. So, the limitation of certain weapons every season, combined with the fact that you actually have to go into the gun and change something that you might be currently, uh, you know, enjoying, I think is one of the reasons that people have, you know, largely... Rejected the idea. A lot of folks just sort of bypass the mechanic. Not not every time. Obviously, if you're going into grand masters, you're not bypassing it. Although some of the strikes people were, they were just you know sneaking past the champions, not worrying about the rewards. They just kind of wanted to get the completion done. But you know, ninety percent of the time, people are bypassing them. They're just using guillotine uh, or other really really high damage weapons, or you know, everybody just kind of you know pours on uh, the damage, and then they're not really doing anything that the game is asking them to do. It would be like going into a raid and saying, oh no you don't have to stand on those plates or do that mechanic, just do this. It's like the Riven cheese, right? Riven's a great fight lots of depth, lots of things that you require of the team and then people cheese it and they bypass it. And champion mods are in a very, very similar lane. It's like I don't want to mess with that, it's too much trouble people just tend to bypass it. So that is why I'm going to first argue for more freedom one of the leading you know i think factors and people not making decisions in a game is the lack of freedom if you feel you're being forced if you feel it's going to be too disruptive i've talked about this with armor mods and armor 2.0 just experimenting with the seasonal mods it's too disruptive to your stats and your loadout and so people tend to not do it the same thing could be said for the lack of freedom with champion mods. You limit it to the artifact. It's only around for a season. If my weapon's not listed here, it's a bit of a bummer. Uh, As I already stated, you have to swap out your other mods. So the first order of business, honestly, before we even talk about You know putting it on the you know the guns in a different way is let's talk about exotic primaries exotic primaries need to be able to interact with champion mods they are getting kind of left by the wayside anytime you go into the content that requires it you're like great you know i've got to deal with i've got to deal with this champion thing i got to put away this exotic i'm enjoying using now I have a separate video on how to fix exotic primaries where I say the minute we go into hard delta content, I think exotic primaries should be getting a buff uh, you know, exotic small arms essentially is what I called it, and I think that would be a great way to give exotic primaries a role in the endgame, they'd be really really good for managing the trash ads, because they would be able to dispatch of them quickly, that is one of the frustrations when you get into harder content especially Grandmaster, you you know, just killing trash ads is a headache, and you would want to really compliment my idea and what, I, what I've kind of put out there Therefore, the... Uh, You know the exotic primaries by letting them do champion mods. Either let us put them in there or make it intrinsic. Just every every exotic has an intrinsic. Like, you know, Huckleberry gets anti-barrier and then Suros Regime gets, you know, uh, overload. Like, just slap an intrinsic on there uh, would be another great way to do it. It seemed like they were experimenting that with symmetry, so we'll wait and see if they decide to do that. Now, the second thing they need to do with more freedom is they need to completely change the way that we put them on our guns. I think it should be its own mod slot. Personally, I think there should be two of them right here. So, here is your weapon mod, and then I believe there should be two champion mod slots sitting there to choose two at a time and you actually toggle them by holding down X. This is a mechanic that's already in the game for certain exotic weapons, and you could put this on all uh, legendary primaries. So I could run overload and anti-barrier. And what this would do is then allow me to go into content and feel like, number one, I don't have to disrupt this. Number two, I can have two, so I don't have to worry about if different ones show up. I've got anti-barrier and nobody else does or nobody's running anti-barrier, that's always irritating. That's one of the reasons I think people just tend to bypass it, is they ran sundial and there'd be people in there that weren't using it and it would really, really irritate them. The other thing I would do is put them on the secondary and heavies. They experimented with that with overload on swords. I would do more of that. This entire row right here should just be secondary weapons and, and heavies. Uh, you know, snipers, fusion, shotguns, you know, rockets, grenade launchers. You know, all of those should be getting uh, different ones. I would, you know, I would, I would definitely expand upon that. And the reason I would do that is I would make the primary ones all the same. So like it, it, what I mean is it should just be a standard mod that's listed here all primaries should be able to have access to all champion mods going forward and then that frees up the artifact to expand into the secondaries and the heavies as opposed to what we have now is a handful of weapons every season that you may or may not like, and then that's it. I think all primaries, it should be a standard mod and again have its own mod slot. So if you standardize them there, then the artifact could then be able to focus on experimentation and and messing around with secondaries and heavies using them. Now, all of this leads to something that Bungie could do that they're not presently doing, which is put way more champions in the game. Let's talk about that. Man, why are you pro-champions, Lono? I hate them. They're so annoying. Well, if I suddenly could have a whole lot more freedom, running to, swapping, throwing them on exotics, I've got them on secondaries as well, snipers, you know, shotguns, grenade launchers, whatever, okay? I would say that you would then want to see more champions, because it would create that depth in the combat, okay? Right now when Bungie tries to add to the combat, it doesn't get that interesting. They either ask you to do something mechanical like stand on a plate, or carry something, and then the enemies are all basically the same. The combat doesn't really change. This is a layer on top of existing combat, okay? One of the things I think that they're struggling with right now is that core elements of combat and enemy AI cannot be completely overhauled and changed. The game... It has been around for far too long. You can't suddenly start changing that. Now they could, as you know, we leave leave a lot of planets and places behind and beyond light. They could do that, but I would like to see a whole lot more champions. And here's how. First, I would do it. First, I would just want to see more quantity. Just if there's more of them in a given area, I'm having to think intelligently about what I'm using, swapping from you know anti barrier to overload. Or swapping from, you know, one weapon to another. And then the second thing I would do is, I want more types of champions. So then that would be grounds to say, oh, you can have Unstoppable and Overload, but there's going to be an armored champion in the area. And, you know, armored champions can only be stunned or have their armor knocked off by a shotgun or a sniper running an armored anti-champion mod, right? Let's add some more. And what this does is it takes existing content like strikes and other pieces of, you know, content where there's lots of enemies and it adds a layer of decision-making for your level out decision making for your combat where you're positioning yourself how you use your weapon that would make the, the the actual you know combat and environments feel fresh feel new feel different and it's not just a delta it's not just a negative modifier it's not just pain it's dynamics that you can engage with in a variety of ways because if we have more freedom and there's a whole lot more champions That leads to loadout decisions and movement decisions where you're going to stand and combat decisions that we're not presently making. Adding layers to existing enemies makes way more sense than adding pain to existing combat. And I think the champion mods and the champions themselves is one of their better innovations that hasn't really got out of the starting gate. It's just sort of sitting there and it's like, either bypassed or avoided for the most part and then in Nightfalls they're either again totally avoided or they're a gigantic headache I, that's that's essentially my argument for the evolution and the change and the and the expansion of champions as enemies and champion mods on the guns. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or maybe Google Play, you can catch me live on YouTube at sayno2rage.com, uh, and we're going to transition to Q and A and VIP call in. So if you're here right now, get ready for that. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about Champion Mod Review. Uh, If you're wanting to take part in these Q&A sessions, you can support me on Patreon and become a Tier 1 or a VIP for early access. Just go to SNTRPresents.com. You can also pick those same tiers on YouTube with the Join button. Uh, You can find my YouTube at SayNoToRage.com. Thank you Queen Squirtle for picking Rageless VIP tier, uh, getting that VIP lounge, and we're going to be doing a VIP game night next week uh, and you also get early access to Q&A so thanks for picking that VIP tier um, we are going to be jumping into the questions and then doing VIP call in after this so if people are uh, wanting to take advantage of that remember that we always do that after the written Q&A uh, Ryro with the first question hey Lono in the past you have said the element on our weapons should do more in terms of mechanics how would you feel about incorporating the champion mods into the elements arc damage does overload yeah, um somebody asked this while we were in between the talk and this Q&A and I basically said that if you did that in addition to like we're getting stasis in uh November, I think my concern would be that you're 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 going to be adding more problems to our lack of elemental representation in our weapons. And what I mean is if I, it, it, there's going to be four elements, okay? There's going to be four elements in November, because stasis is going to be a new element. It will be on weapons. There will be enemies using stasis attacks as well, and so I think that's the perfect time to bring back elemental primaries. Um, the you know bring I would I would bring back elemental primaries because then you can have three of the four. Uh, you can have three of the four in in your uh, in your toe because th- and again this is this is in line with my thoughts on champion mods right. My thoughts on champion mods are that. If you're going to add more champions to the game, add more layers to the combat. Uh, you, if you, if you're doing that, then you can, I think, have more freedom to give us more power. If that makes sense. So, if you give us more. Uh, elemental expression, more weapons that can do more elements, more mod slots for champion mods, so I can switch between the two, well, the great thing about that is then Bungie can add more champions to the game, so let's take your idea, incorporating it into the elements, I could use Arc for Overload or, you know, Void for Anti-Barrier and then, you know, Solar for Unstoppable, that actually sounds kind of good that kind of like matches the, the theme of each one um I think that when you do that, uh you're you're giving us more than just a negative modifier and a delta, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that, and the reason I keep talking about it in this way is because when I look at the general uh the general sort of combat of destiny, they haven't been able to really evolve it that much. It's generally sort of the same thing, and that's why I, that's why I don't think the really, really high delta and the contest modifier. ...of uh, the Grandmaster Nightfall... ...with all the negative modifiers... ...I just don't think it translates into... um, ...really good content... Um, ...because... uh, ...because... ...if you... if, ...if you go into that content... ...it feels like it's not evolved... ...it's just had the temperature turned up... ...if that makes sense... ...when I go into that kind of content... I'm looking for okay what can I do to finesse this what can I do to use the inner workings of it in the mechanics to do it um to its you know to its best ability and I'll give you an example of when we were doing this okay when we were doing this with the master nightmare hunt, uh, time trials, we were interacting with the mechanics of unstable essence, we were interacting with, if you remember, um, I don't even know if I have any things I can show you this with, I had, I'd have to have some pretty old pieces of armor, the uh, supreme nightmare mods, yeah, I have a couple here, you know supreme nightmare crusher, uh, banisher and breaker, or whatever they were, and we were using those, and we were using the unstable essence, uh, and we were using, you know, ariana's vow and some other things Um, if, if, uh, if, if you go into that type of content and you have that experience, there was something about it where I could overcome certain elements of the challenge. I could overcome the, the need to go quicker or to take the champion down or, Hey, let's do a ton of damage, uh, to, uh, to the boss. Okay. Well, that is to me, that's like layered you know layers to the combat things that i'm making decisions about things that i'm you know changing my loadout for if you turn the temperature up too much you basically just have to you know face tank you know well and bubble and hide that's just kind of what you can do like you're just turning the temperature up instead of saying um, here's more mechanical pain, here's more layers to the combat you have to engage with. You guys know I always cite the Light Eater Knight as a perfect example of this, but there's another example the, the knights at totems, the knight that would come out on top, and then they increased the number of knights that would come out and try to rush the platform on the ground uh, they did that on hard mode. Well, what it did was, is it gave you another element of pain to interact with while maintaining, like, I gotta stand on this platform I gotta run back and forth and, like, trade the buff uh, with people, and so that to me, I think is a better way of adding layers to the combat, making the combat feel um, like there's more to it, and and giving a sense of uh, giving a sense of like, okay, we are actually finessing this and overcoming this instead of just enduring it, instead of just or or avoiding it, like some people did the first week of Grandmaster. So what you're talking about goes well in hand, like it dovetails really well with what, I'm, what I've been kind of arguing for, which is add more layers to the combat. So then you might make a decision, oh, there's a lot of overload guys in here, and my false promises is ARC. It's not ARC, by the way, it's just a kinetic auto rifle. But what if my false promises was ARC? And I knew, I was like, the way the ads show up in here, and the way there's those overload guys, I'm going to run this because it has ARC, and then I don't have to run a champion mod on the weapon, I can run something else, right? And then Bungie would be in their their right to say, well, this is harder content, there's going to be like six Overload Champions in this room. Well, they can do that if you're equipped to do what we just talked about. And that's essentially what I argued for in my video, is you add more layers to the combat, add more freedom and empowerment to the player, and the two come together in a really, really happy marriage. Um... And I think that is uh, I think that is the, the the ticket for the the evolution of Destiny's combat uh, going forward. Because uh, at, at the present time, uh, at the present time, I feel like they've got two two guns they kind of pull out of uh, of their holsters. They've got they have. Uh, they have mechanics that you have to satisfy, and then they have really, really high damage or pain from modifiers. Like, those are kind of the two things they pull from their holsters. It's like, well, here's a raid or a dungeon. And, you know, the, the main source of struggle is the mechanics. Obviously, the dungeon launched day one, so there was also a lot of uh, Delta frustration there. Um, and then the other source of pain, in addition to the mechanical pain, is everything is really, really strong. I would like to see the combat get deepened okay rather than flattened out in my mind i picture those those are the sort of the the two options here when you make everything insanely strong you know and everything's hurting you really really bad it like flattens out the combat I want to take the existing combat and deepen it. These enemies do this now. you got to interact with them with this mod or this element or this thing. And then your loadout and your decisions in combat, you feel really, really good. If, if you could use another example of another game, like when you're playing a game like Spider-Man or Assassin's Creed or God of War or something. And as you're progressing in the game, you're leveling up, you're getting new abilities. As you're doing that you're becoming more proficient at the game, so when you time a parry or you, you're fighting one of the harder bosses that beat the snot out of you in the beginning, I'll give you an example in Jedi Fallen Order, there's those guys that have like the floppy hands and they even get a death rattle after you kill them, they'll like smack you if you're not careful, uh, I got really good, my second playthrough, at reading their uh, their attack, their attack cues, right Their attack queue, if I parried it, I think it was two or three parries in a row, I chopped their hands off and got to do uh, an execution. And that became my favorite enemy to fight. So my least favorite enemy to fight became my favorite because I was always wanting to challenge myself. I'm gonna get the Perry Perry execution on this guy with like you know like the the floppy hands. And that's another example of there were layers to that fight and things that I could do specifically to that enemy to beat it and finesse it and beat it and, and beat it in, in, in a better way. And um um. That I think is what would eventually start happening here. That started happening in the Master Nightmare Hunts. We got to a point where I was like, "Man, this feels really, really good." We've gotten faster. We've gotten better. You know, we're 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 getting closer to the time trial. The only thing that was wrong with the time trial is they they uh they didn't <laughs> they didn't tell you what the time requirement was, which was kind of irritating. You didn't know until the very end if you got it right. Um, so. That would be my argumentation in my... I'm going a little bit further than I did in my 10-minute video. That's that's more argumentation in support of deepening combat instead of flattening it out with crazy deltas and negative modifiers. I picture the two as very different uh, end results. Mike on the mic just upgraded to a Rageless VIP. Thank you for doing that. Enjoy those VIP perks appreciate everybody who's been uh, been doing that i'm looking forward to uh, vip fight night with you guys and this afternoon and this afternoon sort of like fighting lionels and breath of the wild i still can't figure out the best way to fight them i basically just bring a bunch of food stun them with a bow and then just beat the snot out of them with my strongest weapons and it's basically just a really really non-finesse blunt fight <laughs> It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's not a, uh, it's, it's not a finessed fight. I, I stun him with the bow. I stun him with the bow and then, and then I just beat him, beat him, beat him. And then they get up, they hit me a couple times. I eat a bunch of food and I just wash, rinse, repeat. Uh, so I just kind of face tank those, those Lionel fights. I'm not very good at them. (laughs) Sensory Fern. Was allowing champion mods to be usable in PvP a mistake? It feels like it's now putting unnecessary limits on how powerful they can be in PvE, while still not being too useful in PvP. Well, they they don't do anything in PvP. They only interact with... they, they only interact with, uh, you know, champion mechanics. To my knowledge, I don't... champion mods don't do anything in PvP, do they? I don't think they do. Um... I would think that that the if they just continue, um, they, if they if they would continue to say, hey, you know, we're going to add more uh, anti-barrier works on the Titan barrier. Oh, it does. Oh. Um, that 's interesting i didn 't know that that 's kind of funny well I mean I think that they, maybe they would they, they would need to uh, they would need to fix that 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 is a bit of a i would say that 's a bit of a misstep that 's not really what it 's intended for and when you play in trials those titan uh, those those towering barricades are actually really really helpful um, if they ever put anti barrier on a sniper that would be hilarious because somebody'd be standing there on the other side of their towering barricade thinking that they 're safe uh, and they 'd get domed um so I think, I think in general, the, the, they would want to patch that one particular thing, um, that, that, that feels like a, uh, the, a particular issue. Um, and then I would say, you know, be going, you know, and springboarding off of it. I would, I would even go even further and say, add more champions, add more champion mods. Um, I would, I would say if you do that, then you're, you're going to be able to expand the combat, um, and not, uh, uh, and not actually, um, and not break crucible. This is another reason why I think that this could be, um, uh, y- you know, if, the, if, if you're trying to make weapons stronger for stronger enemies, think about it like that. Oh, the enemies are stronger. Well, we need to make some of these weapons, um, stronger. Well, you're going to break the crucible. Well, a great way to avoid that, a great way to avoid that is to do it through the champion mods. Um that's how I would do it. Because then it's like, "Oh, um these enemies are stronger, and because they're stronger, I have to use these mods against them, but the mods don't do anything uh in the in the uh, in the in the crucible." You know what I'm saying? You're adding layers of depth to pve and solving that with power on weapons and you're not doing anything to the crucible just like just like when we said a little bit ago arc on the false promises false promises doesn't have arc but if it did and then it could interact with overload champions that's not going to do anything to the crucible you're just giving me more power and more utility against a deepening of the combat in destiny Don't you see, this is one of the problems with just throwing negative modifiers in a delta on hard content. You're basically creating a power struggle, and the only way you solve that power struggle is with more power or tanking, and they can't give us more power because that breaks Crucible. So, Necro says, I think Bungie is going in the right direction with putting champion mods on our armor. Should it be tied to the artifact though? Perhaps if they allow us to find these mods they can free up some columns in the artifact and have it do other things. Yeah, I tend to agree with this take that having it on the artifact was okay for a while but it's becoming, I think, a bit of a pain point. Uh, It's good for experimentation on certain mods, you know, Oppressive Darkness um, and others that, you know, maybe they want to retool them. Maybe they want to tone them down. Um, I think it would be a little bit easier for them to do that, you know let's tone, let's tone that one down and you're not nerfing a gun you're not nerfing a subclass you're nerfing like a mod on the artifact if you um, if you don't do it in that way uh and you keep doing it the way we're presently doing, you know, the the champion mods rotating on the artifact, i just think people are going to get tired of it. They're going to be like, "Oh, this season, the only way i can interact with those champions is i got to go back to xyz archetype of gun that i'm not a really big fan of, you know. It's you're almost automatically every 3 months ticking people off and it feels kind of needless. What's gained by limiting champion mods on primaries on the artifact? I don't think anything's gained. I think it was done in this year. I think a lot of the theme of year three is experimentation. And so if you're going to be experimenting in this year, um, if you're going to be experimenting in this year, then I think that the, the you know the artifact was, was good for that, but it's time for us to leave behind some elements of it that's just... That's more frus- frustrating than game enhancing, if that makes sense. It's 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 far more likely in the current system of the first row, you know, of of, uh, of artifact mods. It's far more likely for that to be a, f- a point of frustration for people rather than something that's like game enhancing. I think more people are looking at that and saying come on, the, the weapon that I like, the weapon that I grinded for isn't on here, so it, it gets left out in the cold. And then you have really, really high points where like, Overload was on swords. That was awesome, right? That was, that was great. I think honestly that's one of the reasons people started using swords on all champions, because they were running Overload swords anyway, and they're like, oh man, this is great for killing, you know, this is great for killing champions extremely quickly. You know, I don't, I don't have to do the champion, uh mechanic. And that I think is ultimately a failure is, is everybody's just bypassing the champion mechanic. That's that's like the riven cheese in a nutshell. You're bypassing all these great mechanics that they worked hard on that really brings the fight to life and you're you know, and 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 in so doing, in so doing you're you're missing out and cheapening it, and I think that the you know the the champion situation is in a very similar boat currently. So you've got to put it into a lane where we can interact with it, not just more, but in a more intentional way, and then use it as a way to layer challenge uh, and and add layers to uh, to combat. Because personally, I think that is one of the uh, the biggest uh, problems is the 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 structure uh, the structure of of, uh, the combat can't change that much, you know, you could but you can deepen it. I don't think you can change it or alter it or make the AI smarter different, better, faster, you know um, and a good example of when, if you just make AI like super strong, fast or super aggressive, it kind of breaks down is whenever we were doing the dungeon, pit of, uh, not pit of Pharisee, uh, the prophecy dungeon and we were at the bowl encounter and while we were doing the bowl encounter, um, the... the knight would suddenly just bum-rush you. And while rushing you, he was shooting. So he's not just, like, running over to where you are, like, hey, I'm coming over there. He's like, kaboom, 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 kaboom. And, like, doing, like, this speed aggro walk. I don't think it's by design. I think it was something that was kind of glitchy, personally, because it's a a dense area. And I think it gets kind of funky. Kind of like when the ogres would teleport. You know, pathfinding gets a little funny sometimes in games like this. And so but that's an example of you can't just suddenly make the AI in this game super fast or super strong it kind of breaks things down you know MG Avenger. Champion mods, once we outlevel the content or are coordinated, are obsolete, since we just insta-kill the champion. Agreed. Do you think making the mods mandatory for killing champions could be a solution for this skip, or possible make it very hard without? Yeah, I mean, I touched on this at the beginning of my talk. I said, bypassing the mechanics most of the time, and the reason I qualify it with most of the time, is I do think when people go into Grandmaster Nightfalls, they're generally uh, engaging with the mechanic, because it's a little bit harder to Bypass in Grandmasters. So 90% of the time a champion shows up though, people are bypassing it. There were people, you know, double Izanagis, and now people are, you know, really using the guillotine. And so I agree with you. Uh this is why I really am a big proponent of more freedom, more champions. If you raise both of those volume knobs, I think that it would it would become uh better. We were watching the X-Files the other night, and like Mulder suddenly had the ability uh, to read minds and they were doing a test where he was supposed to touch this mo- these monitors whenever a certain picture showed up and Skinner realized that they needed to speed it up he's like speed it up and suddenly Mulder was doing it right on the money and this is a similar situation I feel like you need to turn it up and that's when things will start to shine. You turn up the number of champions in an area. You turn up the, the the freedom of what we can do with champion mods. And maybe, as what Avenger's saying, you turn up the difficulty of, like, I need to use champion mods against these champions. Like, I don't have a choice. If we can just keep brute forcing it, people are just going to keep brute forcing it. Um so I think I think that's that's where the the, the secret sauce is you got you, you've you got to turn it up yeah he ended up getting ahead of the pictures yeah 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 um so do I get a duo do over frugal I can delete your question if you have another one um or just put it in chat and I'll just try to grab it on the fly uh if if that's one of the problems with repeat questions and limiting one question per person is I feel like we've been able to go deeper with questions because we get less, but then if you get yours, if you get, if you get a repeat then you're kind of stuck. Um, so, Or one of the mods could remove it and then you could just submit another one. LL Brood, in every artifact, there should be a mod where you can rotate between two of the seasonal mods on the gun, and you'd have to equip it like other mods, it could be the fourth level of the artifact most likely, switch unstoppable overload on hand cannon currently, so you're wanting to do it on the artifact, Um, I I, I think you should be able to do it on the gun, or maybe what you're saying is the mod itself comes with both, Um, and you just equip it and then you would just press X. So the mod would be like, it would show you overload and then a slash, and it would also show, see how this one shows like all three? It would be something like that. Like it would show two with a slash and then holding out X. That might be a better idea than mine. I had the idea of adding a new slot and then letting a slot two, you know, and you're saying, no, put it here. But then the mod itself, um, the mod itself comes with both. So that you can just swap, um, then you can just swap it with X by holding down X. So I think that's actually a, 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 a bet. This might, your idea might actually be better than mine. Um, and this again, if, if you suddenly had the ability to do that, then content with lots of champions would, I think, feel fun and deepened if you're having to be like boom got the guy with unstoppable killed him hold down x switch to anti-barrier boom 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 break the anti-barrier shield you're you're doing more in the combat than just popping trash ads gut gut busting a major and then damage dumping on a on a boss you mean hold square yeah 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 hold square whatever um (laughs) you know you know what i meant um So, that is confusing, uh, you know, that, that, that Sony decided to use an X, um, Sony decided to use an X, uh, so, it gets confusing. Darksider, with champions and champion mods not providing anything meaningful for D2, do you think Bungie should remove champions and champion mods and focus the artifact into more creative mods? Um... So, this is, to me, one of the times where I'm going to pull out one of my mantras, which is, don't jettison the system, refine the system. So, I don't want to see champion mods and champions just jettison from the game. Now, I think you're onto something. I think taking them out of the artifact is part of the solution. So, they would just be standard mods. Um, and maybe combining this idea, you know, with what uh, Brood said where every mod is a double you get anti barrier and overload you get you know and you just pick between which combination uh, that you want and so whenever whenever you're 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 looking at systems in destiny my instinct is always to say let's refine it not get rid of it because if you get rid of it number one that feels like a total waste they spent all this time coming up with all this putting them into all this content and now they're just going to get rid of it, you know what I mean? And and then they'd have to go into, as Avengers saying, they'd have to go into all this content and remove them. So many places where they show up. So it makes far more sense to say, okay, the system has flaws, let's refine, you know, let's refine the system, and make it more, you know, make it more um, enjoyable, make it something that's not so play flow disrupting, or in this case, just completely avoided. I do think though, The the artifact is a perfect spot for creative mod experimentation if they want to really try some cool new things and you know by and large i think they kind of have come up with some pretty fun things oppressive darkness is pretty basic but it is obviously fun and then if you run breach resonator and a demolitionist weapon you can really create a a grenade uptime build that's a lot of fun You can also do uh, the season before, you know, Tyrant Surge pairing up with the Warmind Cell builds, you know? That was really, really fun. That created a, you know, a really, really unique experience for players that wasn't just like another grind for guns and shoot them. It was, you played in a very uh, different way. So they've, I think in some respects, they have done a good job putting some, not a lot, some, uh, you know, creative mods on the artifact but i agree i think the glimmer ones huh what get out of here um these ones are just kind of random now you know you got your your enhanced reload and enhanced scavenger uh, you know i think they did this because they, they probably knew guillotine was going to become super popular they were also adding two swords um so I, I i think this is a great spot for for mod experimentation for power experimentation because if they over swing you know no big deal if they overswing. us, that's, that's fine. You know, it, we can tweak it later. T- it's coming out in three months anyway. You know, they're not nerfing a gun or a subclass or an exotic or something. Distorted says, I don't see that as true. It seems more like they're just jammed champions into things that already existed. Only place you could say that uh, is for the artifact via mods. Well, to some extent, I'll grant what you're saying, Distorted. They have, you know, to some extent just sort of slam them into, you know, all sorts of different pieces of content. That is, uh, that is true. But the, um, the, the nature, I think the nature of Destiny's combat has room for, as I said, a deepening. And I think there's a potential for them to be deepened. As I said just a little bit ago, I think turning them up if you turn up their frequency and their power and you turn up our freedom so that we can equip ourselves more for it, I think that's the secret sauce, I don't think we got the balance in the recipe right at the current moment, it's very it's very, as I said, people are just, you know, bypassing, you know, or or they're just annoyed by it and they they don't like it and so they just kind of avoid, they kind of avoid a lot of the content with it or, I don't know if you remember this you go into sundial and they just expect other people to be on champion mods that would be the worst you would get into the, the hammer of dawn encounter and man nobody's running unstoppable and man oh man that is irritating right you're running anti-barrier so now you gotta go swap to unstoppable cause nobody's running unstoppable so you switch you get it out you know boom cause those guys would run a run muck in the middle it would just go crazy so in from from its inception to now, they've not made a lot of changes to it. And so I think, you know, enhancing it and expanding it is better than being like, oh, it's, it's just, it's just, it stinks. It's not very good, you know? You could still do all the content they're currently in without them. They pretty much just upgraded yellow bars that we already were, they're in the champion yellow bars. Right, but distorted, don't you see that's how most games do increase difficulty? they suddenly have new names, they suddenly are stronger, suddenly they have two shields, suddenly they, you know, whatever they have more abilities um I, I said, um I said this whenever they did, you know Borderlands 2 in between Borderlands 2 and 3, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if enemies had, you know, two shield types so I could pop the shield with one element and then I'd have to switch weapons to pop the shield with another element type like, basically deepening the combat into, okay, I know this mission has a lot of people with blue and yellow shields, I need to go in with my two best weapons for that and then you're finessing and engaging with it instead of brute forcing it, you know yeah I I agree with Avenger I think there are core systems and core areas that are sort of built around champions I don't think you can remove them from the game and I don't think Bungie's indicated that they have a desire to do that Mr. Han do you think champion mods should be an armor equipped slot or even give us a new champion slot for each weapon uh, i.e. kinetic energy power to let us use whichever weapon we want so long as we had the champion equipped Okay, hang on, let me reread this. Do you think champion mods should be an armor-equipped slot, or even give us a new champion slot on each weapon that let us use whichever weapon we want as long as a champion mod was equipped? Yeah, okay, right. So, I think you could do one of these or both, and it'd be totally fine. Um, This falls under the category of just giving us more freedom. So, yeah, standardize them as normal mods, so they're not on the artifact. Let me put them on any primary... Uh, borrow from Brood's idea where they're all doubled up, so anytime you equip one, it comes with another that can be toggled by holding down reload. Um, um, the context was about whether or not they could remove them or not. I'm just saying they easily could. The only way you know that they could easily remove them is if you understand the process that it would take to do it. It might actually be kind of difficult. I mean, I don't know. It was they're they're in a lot of places. Um, you could be right and we could be wrong or vice versa. There's no way for us to know. I mean, they'd have to go into a lot of content. Yeah, as well as bounties would have to be restructured. Listen, that would be work. We don't need to... What, let's say it's a lot or a little or somewhere in the middle. It doesn't matter. That's bandwidth work and adjustments that... I think your your net benefit is greater if you spend that time refining the system instead of removing it. I always, I always, always think you're going to get way more capital and bandwidth and way more value to the customer if you refine a system rather than remove it. I just feel like there's a lot of unintended consequences when you just yank something out of the game. So... It's also work to rework their system. Well, right, but if I'm comparing the two choices, Ashen, Rework, um, and evolve, or remove. Both are gonna require work. I think rework and evolve it gives us more. I think we gain more as players. Uh, I wonder if it'd be better just to be enabled a buff and a single strike activity from the relic. I mean, there's people that have said that, like, why not just make it passive? Why not, um, you know, why not set it up in such a way where that, it, it's just something that you earn for the season. So you're not swapping a mod. You're not taking off something that you like to use. You're not swapping around your armor mods. Um, I've, I've talked about this a lot recently with Armor 2.0 and this subject as well. I do think experimentation tends to... Um, I think experimentation tends to die on the hill of... Ah, it's just too much trouble. It's going to be too disruptive to my build. It's going to move my stats around. I like running this mod on this weapon. Do you see? Like, I feel that they've added all these cool new things to fiddle around with and tweak and mess with. And so many people are like, nah why? I'm not gonna. Why bother? Why am I gonna do all that? You know?" Um, and so i i think i think if you're going if you're going to want people to experiment with this stuff and you're going to want people to uh you know to to mess with it and care about it you i i do i feel like you've got to remove some of those barriers for experimentation you know just enable the needed one for the strike and it opens your weapons oh i see what you're saying right if you just enable before you go on the strike the only thing i would say there is you'd have to you'd have to let us constantly reassign these if we want Instead of reset artifact, let me just go unassign, unassign, and put them in other areas. You know what I mean? Yo, Pit Viper coming in with a huge $50 tip through Super Chat. Thank you so much. Um, that is extremely generous. I appreciate that. Uh, we've had nine new members today uh, join the Rage List. We're inching toward a new emote, and then a lot of folks using Super Chat to tip. I, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I'm not saying they should remove them. Someone was saying that uh, the argument was why they can't. Well, I don't think he was saying they can't. I think he was saying they can't in in the realm and in the context of how he was using it. he was like it's it's so interwoven into so much of the content and Bungie uh, and Bungie seems committed. Here's a little money for the c and d, thank you. Um, the uh they seem committed to to putting it in more places, you know um and so. Uh, PN Raynard should champion mods be transformed into perks that are always active in the background when selected on the artifact yeah this is identical to the previous question so sorry uh, sometimes you're going to get repeats that's why you know VIPs getting early access might be a benefit <laughs> for some of you guys if you're getting too many repeat questions uh, Toasty Buns. The traditional method of obtaining applying champion modifiers is flawed. Going unnoticed by casuals and brute force by veterans. That's a great summary. How could you rework the system to make it more accessible and mainstream? Well, one of the ways I think you get casuals to not ignore ignore it is you could maybe incentivize it. I think that's one of the biggest dilemmas with... Um, With the seasonal, the seasonal mods, uh, you know, seasonal mods and experimentation, I think uh, go ignored by a lot of folks because it's not incentivized. So number one, it can be painful, frustrating, time-consuming to swap this, swap that, swap that. It costs glimmer, you know, and you're like, I'll forget it. Let's. By the time I finish doing this, we could be we could be halfway through the strike. You see what I'm saying? So if you incentivize it. So, and this is where positive modifiers could really, really, you know, come in and help. Let's say you go into a strike and you see the modifiers over here, Void singe, you know, Grounded, Brawler. And then right here, there could be a, uh, a champion positive modifier. You know, weapons with anti-barrier equ- equipped uh, are stronger this week. And yes, this would require... Um, that pair is destroying the city. (laughs) Um, and yes, that would require for, for Bungie to then put champions in something as simple as a strike. But if it's there on the modifier, I think that's where you would start to see folks start doing it. Um, another thing you could do is this is why I don't think public space content is the right move. Um, because you there's there's no modifiers there's no playlist there's no matchmaking if contact was a match made environment you could make it look a whole lot like this reckoning hey look we have modifiers over here so you could be matchmaking into contact as the seasonal event and then boom right there this week overload weapons are stronger and then you're incentivized to equip overload. You see it, you you attach it to bounties. You could see the benefits of doing it when you're in the contact public event. You'd be like, oh wow, my weapon does feel stronger. Oh wow, these overload guys die really, really quickly, you know, when I'm using my overload weapon. This is why I do think that, like, if, if you look at a handful of things I've really harped on, it's, you know, public space non-match made content, and champion stuff just sort of being brute forced avoided, or as you so eloquently put, it's unnoticed by casuals and brute force by veterans. It's a great summary. How do you fix that? I, do, I think incentivization is the key every single time. If you incentivize me to do it with modifiers, and I feel dope and strong because I tried it out, that is gonna click With so many players. You're like, oh, this week's it's different. This week's it's different. You know, you rotate it. That keeps the content feeling fresh. You're changing your loadout a little bit, not because you have to, you don't have to. You know. Could there be a loot incentive? You could do that too. We talked about restructuring bounties to not be about XP and to make it about loot. And you could be like, hey, this week, if you run. Uh, overload, on uh, you know, and you get X number of kills with overload weapons, this bounty drops a weapon, this bounty gives you a chance at such and such weapon, start having bounties drop loot, and there's your loot incentive, so you got the modifier incentive, you got the loot incentive, and all of a sudden, you're running content, and people are actually using the modifier, they're, they're actually using the champion mods, you see, that... You can either restrict player behavior or you can incentivize player behavior. And I have continued to say the absolute best way to change the way that people are interacting with or not interacting with a a given piece of mechanic or a given activity is to incentivize it. If you, right here, Toasty Buns has got it, right? It's unnoticed by casuals or it's brute-forced by hardcores. So it's either not engaged with, or engaged with in an unnatural way. Okay? In both those scenarios, if you restrict those players, you're like, no, these enemies literally won't die unless you're using a champion mod. Whoa! What? Oh, this content sucks. That restriction is not the way. Incentivize it. This week, the seasonal events has a modifier making Overload stronger. And we have bounties that are synergized with the modifiers. If you get X number of Overload kills, you get a a piece of loot from this bounty. You start getting the game to bang on all cylinders. It's Everything feels so juxt- like disconnected and, and, and dissonant from each other. If I'm grabbing bounties that line up with the modifiers, and the modifiers make me feel stronger, and I'm getting loot for doing the bounties, and I'm beating the content faster and getting loot from the content, like, you've now set up a really, really happy marriage between bounties, uh, matchmaking, and playing with randoms, and, you know, and the new stuff. You get everything firing together, you know? How do you get kills? I.e., grenade to stun overload. I mean, well, what we we're, what we're talking about uh, formal logic is like, incentivizing people to use the mods. So you'd be like, hey, get x number of kills with an overload weapon. You know, not even strike bounties are synced with strikes. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that I talked about in I don't know what video it was. But, you know, we were talking about bounties and and ways. Um, you know, to bring, uh, you know, bounties forward. That was one of the things we said. Synchronize them, uh, together. The real Kelia. I'm sure this will trigger some, but do you think it would be a good idea to add more types of champions if they're able to fix the mods? I.e. multiple mods, one weapon, maybe combined types like overload barrier. So yeah, this is barring a little bit from what Brood said, and also it's this was kind of in the talk. So when you submit questions the night before, totally fine. Sometimes we're gonna we're gonna have some crossover, but that enables me sometimes to expand on the idea. So you know, you like you say, it'll trigger some people, you know, more champions. I do think a lot of folks, if Bungie came out and said, we're going to add more champions to content. Oh, we got two new champions on the way. We have an armored champion uh, and we have a, you know, a swift champion and swift champions are like really, really fast and you got to shoot them to slow them down or they're going to like rip through your team. It's almost like they're in a super or something. I just came up with that off the top of my head. That might not work. But in any case, let's just use armored champions. You know, hey, we got more. Oh, and they're, they're in more of the content. I think you're right. I think people might initially say, oh, I don't know, man. I'm sick of champions. I don't like champions. Get them out of here. Like, I'm sick of them, sick of them, sick of them. So I think the implementation and the communication would have to be really, really important. I think Bungie would have to come out and say, you do sort of the initial when we introduced champion mods here was the goal we had and here's what resulted in most encounters and they'd have, to, they'd have to concede the fact that most people either brute force or avoid and that they would say champions haven't really landed in the, in the, in the robust and full way that we have wanted them to here's how we're going to try to fix that step one we are going to give you far more freedom on selecting champion mods and we're going to standardize all champion mods so that you don't have to rely on the artifact and you can use the weapons that you like Okay, that's great. That's great. Step one, piece of communication. Everybody's going to be like, "Oh, I'm on board. This sounds good." Step two, in order to make champions more of a threat, given that you'll have more freedom and power with respect to champion mods, we will be adding more champions to content, as well as two new champion, you know, versions, and this would allow both systems, your freedom and the number of champions and content, to coexist in a healthy way. That that's right there is a blog post. That's how I would approach it. You you concede you 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 lay out what the goal was, you concede that it hasn't gone that well, and you say, here's how we're gonna rectify this. We're gonna give you a lot more power and strength with regard to them, and we're gonna add more of them into the game because it'll be too trip. they'll be too trivialized. With your new level of freedom and power, the one or two that you run into would be totally trivialized and just run over ripshod. So you could do um you could do a, uh, a new champion could be, uh, an absorption champion, and it could be, like, they could only be trash ads, so, like, a group, a group of Thrall or a group of Acolytes all share the shield, and they're really strong when they're all shielded together, so you'd really want to, like, pop that one, you know? I don't even know what you would call that, you, you know, you'd call it something, but, like, they would be like a, a Bo- like a Borg champion, right? They're all connected somehow by some shield, um, And, uh... You're able to, you're able to, like, you know, knock that shield off, and then they're, uh, then they're all... then they're all going. So, next question. I'm actually gonna grab the question from chat, Frugal. I'm gonna grab yours, since you hit the limit, but that's fine. I'll skip yours when we get to it, because you said it was a repeat. Frugal says, if in the hardest content, all champions are armored, will that help? You have to interact with barriers or unstoppable at least once before you can kill them. So, This is a good question. This is similar to some commentary that Avenger put in the Discord chat with, well, what if we have to? You you have to use it. Um, You got to be really careful with that. If it's a requirement, it can become uh, an inordinate mechanic. And what I mean by that is people are going to get ticked and they're going to bounce. I remember when I was like, we should have to run rotation method at Golgoroth. And I remember having a conversation with someone that was like, well, if you require team perfection, that tends to grate against satisfaction and it, people don't enjoy it right so this is why you're you're sort of frugal you're going in the lane of it's very close to restriction You're rec- you, I have to do it you're restricting my choice and my behavior I must do it okay only in grandmaster raids dungeons see there I would agree with you yeah there I would agree with it you, it would be like a champion match game right? The only way you're going to be killing these guys is if you actually hit them with the correct, you know weapon, and if you only do it in Grandmaster Raids or Dungeons I think that's sensible because those are the types of players that should be, if they want to complete the stuff, they gotta be paying attention right? You're not running through Sundial or the contact public event with people, you're going into, um, you know you're going into a dungeon, (laughs) you know and, uh I think I think that's I think that's a great way to do it. If if we were to do your idea, I think that that'd be the right way to do it. Hanri Solo, we've seen exotic weapons with intrinsic champion perks. Should we see it added to exotic armor as well or maybe entertain the possibility of a fourth mod slot on exotics? Any one of these I would be totally fine with. I just pick one of them please. Like give us the ability to have, you know, exotic guns have champion stuff on them Um, you can kind of do that this season with pulse rifles so you can come in here you can grab pulse rifle unstoppable slap it on your armor and then you can run you know vigilance wing or you know some of the other exotic you know pulses the you know Vigilance Wing the bad Juju, a lot of people were probably uh, gravitating towards Outbreak so right now you can run Outbreak and get Unstoppable because you can run that on your armor whatever they do all I care about is the end result I can run a champion mod on my on my exotic primaries, you know do something similar to how the servitors tether multiple enemies and make them immune they can make a servitor to be a champion yeah, 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 and it makes the other enemies champions, yeah, yeah, yeah you could you could, I, you could call it the I don't even know what you would call that the charity champion or something like he's sharing the wealth or, I don't know what you call it but I think that would be another another cool uh, layer of champions yeah Mr. Frugal you always mention armor champions uh, do you think it could be a modifier champions can't be killed unless you oh 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 unless you interact with them once you okay that's kind of weird frugal You submitted the same question. Maybe you changed it a little bit. I'm just going to go to the next one. I think you changed it a little bit. That's fine. Uh, Ashton, does it even seem like Bungie wants to give us more freedom with champ mods? It seems every season Bungie wants to dictate our uh, weapon selection with champion mods despite the game design. See, Sundial. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You... You have to remember that year three, all this was set up and in motion... A long time ago so they couldn't get halfway through year three and be like we got to completely change the artifact for the summer we got to completely change what we're doing with champion mods they set a trajectory and they kind of have to commit to it for the year Especially with something like Armor 2.0 and Champion Mods. Now, they made adjustments to Armor 2.0 in the middle of this year. They gave us more seasonal, uh, seasonal mod freedom, because nobody was using the Season Mods when they got in the Season of Dawn, and we were getting them from the Obelisks. No one was using them, because it was like, I need all new armor before I can even use any of this stuff. So it was really disjointed. So they made that pivot. But, by and large, you know, they, they, take, a, they take a year-long approach to some of these system-wide things. Call it the Misery Champion. Because that's what dealing with it would be like. Or Misery Loves Company. So, I think that they... You're not incorrect in saying, Man, we need more freedom. What is going on? I think it's because they set their trajectory for the year. And they can't suddenly just yank the rudder and be like, Let's completely change Champion mods in the Artifact. I would say... We're going to see Director's Cuts blog posts or something about how champion mods will be changing in year four. The, the, I, you can almost predict that without even being... You don't need you need to have like some sort of special power. It's like they're they're more than likely going to address that. We spent a whole year with the artifact and champion mods. Here's how the artifact and champion mods are changing in year four. Uh, I think they're going to cap the, the the artifact's power. I think they should cap it at 10, and then it no longer gives you bonus power. I think they're going to retool all this. They're probably I, I think they should remove the cost to reset it, and then I think they'll probably do something with the champion mods, right? So, I you are you're totally right. You know, I'll also say they need to open up the champ mods because sunsetting is taking away a lot of our powerful guns. Well, let's just wait and see how many guns they put in the game. Um, in in November, Hunter, with most systems in the game feeling half baked, almost like an experiment, and Bungie doubling down on D two, uh, will we see systems like mods fully fleshed out? This is really related to what we were just saying. I'm hoping if I have like a if I have like a Christmas list of what I want to see addressed before November, champion mods and the artifact is on there Uh, the weapons I want to see that addressed, what are you doing with the weapons, are you going to deepen the weapon system expand the perks, like are you going to do essentially a weapons 2.0, are weapons as a system, the way that we did with the armor 2.0, are we having some layer of evolution there right, um those are basically my two requests artifact with mo- champ mods like those kind of come together and then weapons everything else I'm just kind of like dude give me fun stuff and, and stuff to chase and I'm a happy camper I don't like giving a laundry list of demands or desires because you're, you, the more you stack on that list the less likely you're going to walk away feeling like you got everything that you wanted so for me, you know, I'm like that kid that only asks his parents for a Red Rider BB gun. That's all that matters to me, right? All, the, the two things I want for Christmas is an update to the weapon system, and I want Artifact and Champion mods addressed, like updated, you know? That's it. That's all I'm putting on my Christmas list. All the other stuff you give me, I'll be like yes, this is dope, awesome, cool, critique, praise, where, you know, wherever, wherever things land, and then You know, and 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 if that if I don't get if we don't get any kind of a weapons update for year four, I I don't know, man. I'm gonna be really really surprised. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. There you go. So, small king. Should they just have a simple preview of how the mods affect the champions, so you can uh, have more choice when creating a build? Well, as as someone a little while ago so eloquently put it, who was that? It was it was Toasty Buns. You know, Toasty Buns said that, you know, the veterans brute force it and the casuals ignore it. You know, I think that's a great summary. So that's the problem here, isn't it? Is it's it's either completely outside of somebody's radar, even if you show them a preview of what it does, they're not going to care, um, and they the, the 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 veterans are like i don't give a crap about that i'm just brute forcing it all the time you know and if you consider this as well the 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 actual the actual champion mod mechanic a lot of people don't even understand how an, i saw like experienced players that had oh cool little minis i saw experienced players that did not understand how unstoppable had a cooldown. so you use unstoppable on an ogre boom and he comes back out of it and you can't do unstoppable right away you gotta wait until his little wings aren't glowing anymore they also didn't know you had to wait a couple seconds for the gun to glow there was a lot of people that were totally misinformed and misunderstood how unstoppable worked they didn't wait for the glow on the gun or because they're like, it's super inconsistent. It just doesn't work all the time. It's like, yeah, a lot of the time you're probably not waiting for the glow. And if you are waiting for the glow, you can't stun lock the ogre over and over and over again. You got to wait. There's a window of time where he cannot be stunned again, right? And so I think there's maybe some credence to what you're saying. You know you know how they give us the, the emote preview? I'm sorry, the finisher preview. You go in here, kaboom, and it does that. Now, obviously, they put some flair and some work into that because that's they're making money on that. Okay, but if you went in here and you highlighted this and it said "Apply Preview" and you would preview it and it would go to a little video like that of an enemy getting its getting its shield and then you shooting it and then the shield popping, and then on Unstoppable you'd have it to be like, wait for gun to glow, stun. And then it would be like you know, wait for wait for wing glow or whatever the frick it is to dissipate. That's a cooldown. You could certainly do something like that to get people on the same page as like how it all works. Um, that might be required if you add more champions, like I've requested, and you put champions in a whole lot more places. That might be something that they would need to do because it would be like, you know, there's man, there's no way, you know there's there's just absolutely no way that we're 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 ever gonna be able to you know do this or understand it if if you if you start putting it in more places um uh so Next uh, question from Baker: Why do you think they haven't had champion mods for weapons like the shotgun and every power weapon besides the sword? Would be nice to have more options uh, other than primary weapons. Yeah, I think you're, um, I think you're dead on the money. I, I, I mentioned that in the talk. You know, it's if you expanded it to all primaries, you could certainly then expand it to, you know, shotgun snipers. Rockets. That's why I came up with the idea of an armored champion, you know, and then an armor buster mod could only be used on shotgun fusion sniper because that just feels right. You know, that feels like, yeah, yeah. And and maybe snipers, when you run the mod, they can see weak points in the armor and more quickly bust bust the armor off. Suddenly snipers have utility in combat that they don't presently have, you know? So, you slap on armor buster on a sniper, and it suddenly gives glowing red spots on weak points on armor. It's new armor, right? It would be like over top of the existing units, and you zoom in, and you're like BAM! And you knock the armor off one shot. Well, in the right content, if there was a lot of those guys, you would suddenly be like yo, snipers are dope. Because they're not dope. Don't you see? When you add depth to the combat... It gives a lot more possibility for things like that to take place. You, you, you can't if all you're ever doing is, is turning up the pain and the health, it just doesn't work. You end up you just you end up with people that either avoid the pain or brute force the pain. and that's why I don't think champion mods have quite landed just yet. Eknor says, do you think champions regaining health is a good system? Why not using uh, other system like champions buffing other enemies or gaining damage uh, to prioritize uh, damage buff to prioritize enemy in the encounter? This is getting really, really down into like the minutia of like, well, I don't like the fact that they can heal. Um, I, but I, so I want to zoom out from what you're critiquing and make a bigger, a bigger criticism and a more, a more broad criticism. The champions are not equal at all unstoppables and overloads are a joke if you especially if you use the mod in in comparison to anti barrier so anti barrier gets to heal shield and shoot it gets to do everything so you know, anti barrier basically gets the the well of radiance of destiny. They get it, in you know, they get it as an enemy. <laughs> they get to keep shooting. They get the shield, and they get to heal. Like they get too much. So there, if you look at the spectrum of champions, like anti barriers are so annoying. They're so frustrating compar- comparatively, especially in harder content. This results in the uh, in the, in the brute forcing. You know, the two champion captains last season can die. Yeah, 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 the captains that would teleport like crazy. Um, So that would be, that would be my perspective on it is that, you know, uh, if they're, if they're, if they're if they're if you're going to go down into like the minutia and get real specific on I can't say that they heal. I would actually zoom out and not address that in a specific way and say on the whole, Unstoppable and Overload are really easily dealt with and Anti-Barriers feel like they have way too many things in their toolbox. At the very least just take away an Anti-Barriers ability to shoot and I think it would fix the problem. Yeah, they can heal and that's annoying. You just lost all that damage on them. You know, they shielded up and healed. That's actually pretty annoying in hard content, you know. You just, man, I Come on, man, what were you doing? I just dumped a bunch of heavy into that guy, got him down to 5% health, and now he got all his health back. That's frustrating. You know, I think that that's that's a that's good enough uh, for me at least. Rexis Could we maybe also, in boss fights as well, as with champions, introduce crit spots, uh, which you have to hit? Break the knees of an unstoppable, maybe breaking an arm of an overload, so he can't hit you with specific energy type. So, this is harder than, so we've got two ideas now. I said put armor on them, and then the armor has weak spots that you can see with a sniper, okay? and that would suddenly give snipers some utility. Now, shotguns and fusions would still be really, really good at armor busting, because that would be a new champion, armor champion. Um, y- if you're wanting to go down into the specifics of an actual enemy design and adding crit spots and and oh uh, knees now and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that would be harder for them to do. If your idea is easier, then they should do your idea. If my idea is easier, then they should do my idea as long as the end result is a deepening of combat unique pain points that I can solve with my loadout and my combat decisions that's what I want and if I get there if I get there you know from 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 your idea or we get there from my idea I'm happy either way I'm not going to carry the flag of one idea so hard that I disregard one an, another idea that might actually be equally better equal or better than what I've outlined so you're on the money though the idea that you know a particular form of engagement would create finessing I think that's what's needed in combat finesse to progress or just progress like a normal person Because I think when we finesse fights and we interact with mechanics and we get better at them, that's more enjoyable than face tanking or enduring a lot of pain. Milwaukee regarding your comment on how people don't know how to interact with champions should Bungie have tutorial mission to instruct people on how to use the mods against champions this is another good idea Um, this might be easier than what we outlined with the little preview video like oh you you can highlight the mod and preview the video well if they're never going in there and looking at them they're never going to see the preview video so this might be a better idea nope take everybody through a um, you know, a tutorial mission that makes you go in and equip it, and then you get to see the results. Uh, some of this, though, I think would dovetail better if they made mods and mod equipping a more uh free thing. Um, really, really not making it something that's arduous, painful, costing glimmer. Or again, you got to consider from the player's perspective. If I go into that mission and I'm more casual, and I just love counterbalance, man and you're making me take off counterbalance to do anti-barrier, you're forcing me to do something I don't want to do, and it might just be like, yeah, fine, get out I don't care about any of that. Right? It it, it could become an annoyance. But if you came in here and it had its own slot, and it was like, put on anti-barrier, and you're like, okay, cool, boom, put on anti-barrier, your gun's now been upgraded to an anti-barrier false promises or something. Um, And then the player doesn't feel like they're doing something that they don't want to do it's now a, it's now a compliment it's a deepening of the weapon it's a it's a capstone to their weapon and not a not they would feel like it's a detriment even if it's not even if it's not a detriment, if it, if it's if it's clearly helping them in the content, it doesn't matter. They're like kinda of quietly grumbling, like oh, I can't wait till this is over so I can put my counterbalance back on. It's a game about customization and choice, and when you're like, Nope nope nope, play this mission, you must equip this mod, do-do-do-do, people are gonna be like, Oh, I don't I don't wanna do that. Isn't the armor champion idea also forcing loadouts something they don't want to do? No. No, because listen to what I said, right? I said snipers, fusions, or shotguns could bust off the armor, and they do it in different ways. The sniper might be better at it if you actually feel like hitting the crit spots, or if you're like, yeah, I'm more of a gut buster, I'm just going to run the shotgun. So, you, I guess trace rifles should be included in there, you know. but to me, I listed the three most common secondary weapons. You use sidearms. Sidearms the primary. You're not even making the right comparison, brother. You got to go here to green ammo. The only thing I left out, I guess, grenade launchers is what is the one I left out, and then and then uh, and then you know trace rifles. Was, well, trace rifles are exotic, so they could have it just intrinsically added, you know. sidearms is a primary I would make all primaries be able to interact with the existing champion mods so if you like running sidearms great this content has anti-barrier in it and you'd slap anti-barrier on your uh, on your sidearm in its new slot I think your sidearm should have its own slot right here so that's that's the wrong one you you, would it would be next to right here you got you got this and then over here you got a champion slot And so you're able to use, like, let's say on your sidearm, you really, really like using a targeting adjuster. It helps you, you feel like it helps you proc dragonfly more often. Yeah, well, keep on running targeting adjuster. No problem. The champion mod slot is separate. You know? And then if you're like, oh, but there's armored champions in here. No worries. Shotgun snipers and fusions can all use a armor-busting mod. Which one do you think is best? It's up to you. I like sitting back and sniping the crit spots. I like running and shoving it in there, the shotgun in their face. I like using the fusion because if you land two shots, it it does a melting effect that actually is better, and I have a rapid fusion that I really like to use. Do you see what I'm saying? You're allowing preference to land on the pain point. I like Scout and a side, listen, if you're gonna run double primary, I, 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 with, with as much love as I can muster, I don't really care about your loadout choices, if you're gonna run double primary, double primary is just, it's just inferior, like you shouldn't be playing PvE content with double primary, you're literally throwing damage in the trash, you know, now if you, if you like running Scout, Sidearm and Crucible, then you're not even a part of this discussion because we're talking about champions right? If you're running PVE with Scout with Scout Sidearm, I can't legislate decisions and, and evolutions of the game to you because you're running an outdated way of playing the game. I'm not saying that to be mean, like, you, that's an old way of playing Destiny. Double Primary and Crucible, yeah, that's fine, totally fine. That's completely unrelated to what we're talking about. We're talking about Champion Mods. In the realm of PVE, Champion Mods, and deepening endgame content, uh, Double Primary just doesn't have any business in hard content. You're not going to run double primary in in Dungeons or Grandmasters or Raids. That's com- that's totally inferior. You're doing less damage. Your ammo economy is terrible. You're, you're not... Wh- what what endgame content are you running double primary? And you don't... It, it, mathematically, you don't see that that's so inferior. <laughs> it's so inferior. G- give me an example. Now, if you're running strikes in public events, dude... You can run whatever you want. You can run blue weapons and wear a blindfold in strikes and public event. Like, you know what I'm saying? If if you're going to run harder content with modifiers and champions and all these extra things you're being asked to do, I don't know. You run double primary and prophecy with Zeno. Yeah, but why? What's the benefit of the other primary? What on earth are you doing? What are you doing in the fight that you need two primaries for? Everything's right on top of you. Why would you not? I run a sniper in the final fight. And I love it. It's great. I pop those knights, you know, and I got my primary for the for the uh, the thrall. I don't know. That's odd. Play however you want. I don't think we can use double primary as a criticism of anything that we've just outlined because I'm trying to deepen, expand, and evolve the endgame content to be more challenging and enjoyable, and double primaries is mathematically inferior in almost every environment of challenge because you're, you're literally robbing yourself of damage output, you know? You're just robbing yourself of damage output. So we're going to transition to VIP Collins. If you're a VIP tier or above through Patreon or YouTube, be ready to do those mic checks here in a minute. Uh, Also, if you're VIP or tier one, also, we got those fall guy codes in the discord go grab those if you're listening to this on itunes maybe you tune into this on uh, spotify if you like to listen to the podcast there or google play those are other places to listen you can always come to say and watch me live or if you want to support me through patreon sntrpresents.com, or you can click the join button on youtube those are all great ways to jump in grab one of those tiers and get those benefits in the discord as always if you're listening or watching in all the other locations please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. This is going to be the VIP call-ins that we do after Q and a, if you're listening to this on Google play or iTunes, maybe Spotify, those are places you can find SNTR presents. Uh, if you'd like to be here live, go to say no to rage.com. That brings you to the YouTube. You can click join to become a member there or use Patreon. Uh, all the perks are the same SNTRPresents.com. presents.com. And if you pick VIP or higher, you can take advantage of these call-ins. Or other perks and benefits that we're outlining, like Fight Night. So we are going to jump right in. I'm going to start with uh, I'm going to start with Light Leap because we're going alphabetical. Uh, what do you What do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, so I just saw a lot of people generally disliking the champions in chat, mm-hmm. and I was thinking I, I touched on this once in a weapons video. What would you What do you think that they are currently? too much out of the regular gameplay loop so if if they would do champions more, if they would put them more into um, you know, the general gameplay and uh, as we said, for example all Orgers are unstoppable or something like this if that would um, uh, help people see it as part of the game except uh, and not its pain point
0: Yeah, I think when it was um It was Toasty Buns who said that, you know, the veterans brute force it and the casuals ignore it. And I thought that was such a great summary. And then somebody else asked a little bit later a similar question, and we got on the idea of how would you incentivize people to use champion mods? Um, And I basically said, put it into more content. You would put it into, you know, strikes as a modifier, you know, hey, There are going to be Overload Champions in here. Maybe in Strikes, it's always just one type that whole week, right? And Overload Champions are going to be in here. And Overload... Overload uh, guns are stronger this week. It would be a modifier like listed right here, a fourth modifier. And when... if, If you did it in that way, I think... First of all, I think you're right. I think it is sort of not in enough of the content. So then when you shove it into the contact public event, you have a lot of the Johnny Casuals that are like, "What on? I, I, don't, I don't mess around with that, right? I don't run Grandmaster Nightfalls. I don't go into the content that has them. I think similar things happened in Sundial. I mean, Sundial was matchmade. It wasn't in the public space, but it was still super easy. You know, you have six people, Randy's get in there. And as I said uh, earlier, the the warden of dawn fight in the sundial. It was terrible. If you didn't have people running unstoppable, maybe you were running something else for the previous encounter. And then, um, you you know, you, you, you have nobody running unstoppable for that encounter. Uh, that could be very, very frustrating. And, uh, They're stomping in the bedroom. Sorry, I'm letting my wife know that the kiddos have snuck into the bedroom. They're not supposed to do that. They're right above me stomping. It's like the one room in the house they're not supposed to go and somebody has snuck in. Uh, So... Whenever, you know, whenever you're looking at the entrance point content, like sundial or contact, you know, contact public event, and you're going to put champions in there, I think you run this risk of it's not really in the rest of the game, unless you go up to higher level night, you know, the nightfalls, nightmare hunts and things like that. And so lots of people just ignore it. And so... There's two options. There were people suggesting, "Oh, just make you—you you cannot kill the enemies unless you have the champion mod equipped, right?" Or, you know, I suggested saying, "No, no, no, no—that's—that's—that's that's, that's too restrictive. You're restricting the player is going to make people disengage. Well, I don't want to do this. I don't like—I don't like the champion mods, right? I even said that about the tutorial. Like, the tutorial would only be good if." I go to my weapon and you tell me to put on anti-barrier and I don't have to take off counterbalance. Because a lot of the more casual players are not going to want to change their prized setup, weapon, loadout, whatever they're going to be ticked that you're making them do that. So I think champion mods should have their own slot. And then you could go into areas like strikes and if the new seasonal content is match made, you know, the example I gave was if contact was match made, you make it look like reckoning, right? I come here, I click, and then there you go. You would add modifiers. So then no one has to run overload but if you do boy oh boy you're going to feel the difference and if Bungie says look we've given you guys a lot more freedom you can run the champion mods you can run two on a weapon um, you know you can run them on more weapons and armor uh, and if, if they do that then I think they're totally justified to be like we're putting them in more places you know what I mean
1: so you definitely agree then that they should be able to be put on special weapons as well right
0: yes, so it's such a big topic so I I don't think I did the greatest job in my video saying, this is the order that I would do it in, all the primary ones we have right now anti-barrier overload and unstoppable they should be standard mods available all the time and they should have their own slot and then you would use the artifact to start introducing special and heavy uh, mods, and then I think once you do that, that's when you would probably need some more champions, because it would be, it would seem absurd to have so many of your weapons and so much of your loadout centered around champions when there's only three. Um, now maybe that would maybe if they increase their abundance and they made them a little bit harder, it'd be fine. It'd be like, no, yeah, you, we, we still just can get away with just three. Um, I, but I I don't know. I feel like you'd be you'd be in your right to add some more champions, actual champion types.
1: Um, yeah, I think. I mean, on the one hand, maybe because think about like how we already enjoy we we want primaries right elemental primaries and that's mm-hmm. because there's three elements with status actually there's going to be a fourth so it's going to be interesting because even with um elemental primaries you won't uh, be able to cover all of match game right um you won't be able to run all three elements so i kind of think it would be enjoyable to Basically, if you go into content by yourself to be, handle all the champions by yourself, you know, I don't think that's a necessary pain point. I th- I just think, as you already said, th- there needs to be a way, basically, either brute force it, right? Which makes it a bit harder. Let- let's say, like, unstoppable champions, right? There is a way, if you do not DPS, you can brute force, you can't just kill them. They're just much tankier, mm-hmm. and it's not as satisfying as stopping them. So, once they would do that, what would you say is, instead of champion mods we have perks like high cal rounds um armor piercing rounds and in pve we don't really see their benefit right now but what would you say if at some point in the future they would basically remove the mods and go for those perks a meaningful help against these types of champions so for example and uh, armor piercing rounds obviously against anti-barriers high kills against uh mm-hmm. unstoppables and uh, make those perks more meaningful in that way
0: yeah somebody asked about that with do it tie it to the elements have like arc arc could be overload and solar could be anti-barrier and void you know um i the my only concern here would be is i want a weapon to be sort of just dope on its own and then this kind of comes alongside as an extra mechanic because my concern would be is if you take the, excuse me, if you take the mods out of the game, and then you start to tie champions to high cal and armor piercing and you know perks like that, now I feel like I'm chasing a god roll that isn't really a god roll. It's a contextual tool does that make sense like instead of me saying this is the absolute this is the my favorite version of the blast furnace I'd be like well I actually need a blast furnace with high cow because I need a weapon to handle you know champion you know champion mods or whatever Um, because people have asked before why not just turn anti barrier overloaded unstoppable into perks that can randomly roll on the weapon and I'm like my only concern about that is champions right now you know, there it's it's a pretty narrow context. Now if I got my way and champions were everywhere, they were more of a of a of a common mechanic in the game, to the same degree that majors and mini bosses are everywhere, right? And you know, champions are showing up all over the place. Well then maybe that would be a way to integrate it into the game more organically and then more people would just naturally have weapons that can do it, cause most weapons have perks like that, right? Oh yeah, I'm running armor piercing gun, you know, or this or that or blah blah blah. I would think... Again, the dilemma would be is... We would get away from saying this is the best role, This is the gun that I really want to use. And we would get down into... It would be... It would get kind of muddled. Like, well, this is the best weapon for this strike because there's lots of anti barrier and then the next strike in the playlist there's lots of overload so let me switch my primary this primary has this perk instead of just saying this is a mechanic that you can engage with and you just swap the mod on the gun and you just keep using your favorite gun kind of like how we preach against bounties We're like, just give us primary, secondary, and heavy bounties. So, I'm just supposed to get rapid kills with my primary, or kills without reloading, or or critical kills on my primary, instead of being like, get kills with a bow, and then a sidearm, and then this, and then that, and you're constantly swapping your guns, it just feels kind of silly. Now, I think you could have bounties like that from the gunsmith, where he's wanting you to experiment with different weapons, but I kind of feel like this could trend into the same territory. Oh, Next strike, oh, next, next, um, there's multiple versions of contact, right? And you're like, well, this, this enemy batch, I need anti barrier. So you swap your primary because you need, a, you need a gun with armor piercing. And then, oh, these guys, I need ricochet rounds. Ricochet rounds is great against, you know, they've given ricochet rounds an intrinsic that, that works against overload. So I think on paper, what you're saying, and what the other person said, like tying it to the elements is great. I think on paper, it's great. I think in practice, we would get right back into that same trap of, I don't really have a weapon I can just kind of use and enjoy throughout the day. I'm just constantly swapping weapons Um, instead of just going in and saying, okay the playlist this week has anti-barrier and overload. Let me equip both of those and then I'm just going to go to town and you have to smartly engage with the enemies. You can't just run through. You'd have to be like stunning them and using the actual mechanic as it's intended. That's the other thing that's absent right now is no, you know, again, you either ignore it or brute force it. So design it in a way where I, I do feel the the need uh, to interact with it. So I, I oh, again, so you, go ahead.
1: Um, you think it there needs to be a way forced to interact with it? Because I think it's kind of good right now that you don't have to interact with it. Because it's it's it gives you it, more choice as a player, right? You can either say, Okay, I either equip those mods, um, or I find a way to actually as I said, to bring up enough DPS, for example, to circumvent the mechanic. I think both are legitimate ways. If you if you go, for example, for brute forcing it, yeah, then you have a good strat. You synchronize with the team, that's rewarding. On the other hand, if you equip the mod, you engage with it. Um, by you know getting the satisfaction of stopping him and doing needing to do less damage. I think both are legitimate ways in my opinion.
0: I, here's, here's why I disagree with you why I don't think it's legitimate. It feels to me like Riven where Riven has all these great mechanics and things you can do, but then people just sort of brute force it and, and, and they and they don't play it as it's intended. To me, adding a mechanic, that as you said, you know, it can be circumvented. I feel like that completely negates any reason to put it in there is if I can be like, oh, we'll just do this and I can just, I don't have to do, I don't have to deal with the mechanic. I don't want to make it so painful that you feel like you have to do it. I would rather incentivize it. Like make, again, put a bunch of anti-barrier and overload champions in a room to where brute forcing feels stupid. You're like, I'm going to blow through all my heavy ammo. That's a dumb idea um and since you know there's let's say there's a bunch of anti-barriers in a room and the modifier that week is that you're, you know any weapon using anti-barrier is really really strong well that you're in now you're incentivizing me to actually engage with the mechanic you're not forcing me to I could still blow through my heavy if I wanted to and circumvent it but I would rather like softly push the player to being like we've designed this mechanic to deepen the combat not be brute forced and run over like it doesn't exist does that make
1: sense uh, it does, but I, I think I still disagree. So Riven, obviously, Riven is a yeah. You you circumvent a literal fight like the whole encounter. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it it adds depth in a way that so um, you have. I think Unstoppables are a great example. I, and that they come at you right, and they have lots of damage, and they take a lot of damage, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's this danger that okay, I have to figure out either I melt them quickly. Or I stop them, and to eliminate their danger. I think both of them. The champion is still in the game. It's not unlike Riven. It still has a, either a threat, or I neutralize the threat. Right. Right. Um, like I, I agree with all with your incentive So, for example, anti-barrier. If you break the shield, could have the same effect as when you break uh, a, a matching shield with a matching element. Like it blinds enemies all around you. Right. So that way, it would incentivize you to do it. But you could also find a way to just kill it without doing that. I think it's not the same way as Ribbon because it's not about the mechanic itself. It's about adding, like, an enemy type into combat that has two, basically, ways of interacting with it. It's giving you a danger, and you can go high risk, high reward, or you can uh, basically use his weakness. Like, it's like a weakness of the enemy. It's basically, to me, it's more like either you mow some, an enemy down with body shots or you you, you go for the headshot, right? it's like a weak spot that the champion mechanic is a weak spot of this type of enemy.
0: Right. And that, that I think is where they could deepen it and make it to where you're making a combat decision rather than just, you know, either as you're saying, just, I just do a ton of damage and bypass it or, 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 I shoot one bullet and stun the unstoppable. Like, that's why I said earlier, like, Unstoppables and Overloads aren't even close to the anti-barrier. Anti-barrier is so frustrating. I mean, Unstoppable and Overload, it's like you stun them, and then they just, they take tons of damage. They're just sitting there getting baked. And that's satisfying. Like, I think if that's how they kind of want to have more of a... It's almost like there's this separate rhythm in the fight. It's like there's these guys showing up, and you have to stun them, and then they take lots of damage. And if you don't stun them, you're going to waste lots of heavy on them. Like, I like that. I just... Part of me feels like maybe it is really just the anti barriers that jack this whole thing up. Um Maybe, maybe they yeah, should just right. maybe they should just walk around with the with the shield up initially, and you've gotta pop it. And you could I guess you could say, no, yeah, you can pop it if you brute force it with a heavy, or you can pop it with anti barrier. I think maybe people might start thinking differently about brute forcing because they're like, dude, it's so much easier just to pop the shield and then kill them. Like, why w- you know I think that's part of the problem is the order is backwards on anti-barriers and they get so much they get so much of a benefit they can't take damage they get their health back and they can sit there and spam you and shoot you it's like I feel like they're sort of the odd odd duck in the group that if they maybe they tweak anti-barriers this whole discussion would change
1: yeah that's probably right Right. thanks Uh, those were all my points
0: yeah that was good uh, let's see here. I'm coming to Avenger. What do you got for me today, sir?
2: Yeah, there's a few things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was uh, possible implementation of the current perks in the game. Um, obtaining perks that could be affecting, you know, like, champions. Okay. Uh, for example, maybe, you know, you have multi-kill clip. And you get, uh, you get that stacked up to three times. Reload. That that few bullets that you have for the multi kill clip could then be used to stagger an unstoppable, um, or s- something along those lines. The disruption break, um, or shield disorient, being able to stun an overload if you pop a shield next to it, something along those lines. Because they already have these perks in the game, and a lot of a lot of perks um, are very either situational or they're very mandatory. It's there's there's one side and the other. They have lateral upgrades like demolitionists um was a good thing and vocal weapon was a good thing but uh a lot of the older perks that kind of really don't have a place um or have a very niche place i feel like if those perks were given you know these other passive effects maybe they could have more implementation into your uh loadout as well as giving more um use to them
0: so are you saying have perks that are then tied to champions kind of like what lightly was saying
2: yeah in a sense but have it more so like the already existing perks that we have in the game um i think have like like i said there's some that are very niche and i feel like giving them more of an identity um could possibly give more identity in the end game uh saying you know well i could run this rampage feeding frenzy but i know those barrier champions so if i'm using this role i know this perk I don't need a mod for this perk to do anti-barrier. So I don't have to worry about, you know, replacing that mod. So I'm going to use that instead.
0: Right. I, this is, and this is where I think we get into kind of like what I was talking about with Lightly. The reason I would just say having a champion mod slot where that's all that goes into it. So you don't have to disrupt your current mod. To me, I think that's like the best solution here. That's like the the simplest and easiest way to mitigate some of the pain and frustration that we've we have felt with champion mods if you tie it to perks the i think the question would be are champions still going to be as sparse as they currently are because if they remain as sparse as they are you know one or two in a room maybe then you would say man that that perk better offer more than just anti-barrier or that that perk is so narrow so contextual Um, I feel like people would still brute force.
2: Yeah. Um, the the issue that I have with having having a separate mod slot for champion mods is because we already had an issue where our perks were doing so much and we already had so like you had two things and you threw a mod on it, that gun is already gonna be strong enough as is. And the take back of having a mod slot, have a have the mod slot um being taken up by your uh champion mod is, you know, it's that take back is, well, you can't have a mod on it. You can't have your take in spec or whatever spec you're going to put on there. um Maybe you have Rampage, you want to use Rampage spec, stuff like that. That's the take back from that as well. And having that would just be, so you can have a mod, then you can have a champion mod, and then you could just go for your two perks and then you'd have a god roll weapon. And then that way you would never equip that weapon because it, it covers all your bases.
0: I see what you're saying. Well, <laughs> the we do this anyway though I guess like, like if I think about when I fall in love with a primary and I just kind of use that primary, in general the only reason I switch my primary is because I'm being forced to because of like bounties um, so obviously during Garden and during that era of uh, Shadowkeep I was running Recluse 100% it was, it was, I was running Recluse everywhere and the only reason I would take it off is because you know of a, of a bounty so hmm. I <sighs> This is the concern I have because you're. I think you're right that you end up with a one size fits all weapon and then that's all you use, and then that that's a potential problem. I think on the other side of that coin, conversely, it's also a problem where I'm going from one strike or one activity and having to completely change everything in my loadout because of well, I can't run Recluse here. I'm going to have to run. Um, Summoner because Summoner has Ricochet rounds and Ricochet rounds can take care of the enemies and then I get into the next strike or the next room because if it's like Sundial right you like finish an encounter and now you have another encounter oh well now I have to take off the Summoner and now I gotta put on uh, my Blast Furnace because my Blast Furnace has Steady Rounds and Steady Rounds are good for fill in the blank so I, I like the idea of incentivizing weapon changing and using different weapons I think you could do that through positive modifiers like maybe one week a certain gun type is is getting a buff so maybe you put down your prized recluse or your prized blast furnace and you run a hand cannon because hand cannons are getting buffed that week or something um I think there's better ways to incentivize more weapon diversity, so somebody doesn't get stuck in that rut where they're only using one weapon. Not necessarily that's a bad thing. I mean, once I got my Amago Loop in D one, like I just that's, that's all I use. It was like that's my primary. Um, and you kind of do this in Diablo as well. You know, you, this is this is a great sword and shield, and this is just what I'm going to run when I grind content. Um, I would be concerned that what you're outlining it, it sounds so good on paper but I think in experience we'd be right back to where we are now where I have to constantly disrupt my loadout and swap gear in order to achieve X and if it's literally just interacting with champions you know I don't know if that's good enough right now at least when we when we swap out all of our stuff we're doing it for bounties that give us XP that move the season pass along I mean you, you're 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 getting I think maybe a little this is my opinion it just feels a little too narrow um, as opposed to it being like a mechanic that I go to my gun and I say give me these two champion mods I know strikes this week have overload and anti barrier I'm going to equip those two and I'm going to periodically have to engage with that mechanic so that there is a there's another layer to the combat as opposed to feeling like I have to swap to a gun and a particular perk does that make sense
2: yeah, um, the thing, and this is why I was bringing it up because you know, I don't think that it should be tied. Like the reason why I wanted to have it tied to uh, perks, and I'm not—I don't want it to be tied to the first three columns. You know, your accurized, your steady, um, whatever it may be in the first ones. I wanted it tied specifically to perks that are not being used as often, uh, that are on the lower end of the usage. Um, because obviously there are things that are your damage reload that do, that are much more useful in a lot more cases. Mm-hmm. Have it tied to those perks, then if it's tied to those perks, you're then also, that way if you have a weapon that you really like, say something like you you really like Gnawing Hunger, but it doesn't have that one thing to deal with maybe anti barrier. So what you do is you go grind that gun. It gives you a reason to go grind the weapon to then get that roll, and then now you have that weapon. And you're not really disrupting your loadout if you're just changing the weapon with just a different perk, um, compared to completely changing your loadout to say, oh well, I need um, a hand cannon, and I only really have a primary or a kinetic hand cannon, so I have to change from my um, primary energy to primary kinetic, and then you have mm-hmm. to switch around stuff there. That way, it keeps your build you can grind for the same weapons that you want to grind but at the same time um it it adds it adds incentive to the grind and then it's not directly affected it directly affects the perks but your your reason shouldn't be solely to go get that for oh well I need to go break anti barrier or oh I need to go have the shield disorient perk or something that's not as used o- as often and I feel like that would substitute the issues that we have with the perks and the pool not doing as much and not being used as much adding incentive to grind more weapons. And this also has a lot of moving parts, whereas, you know, the loot generosity and um, loot propensity needs to be modified in the RD system. But if that's changed, I feel like this could be somewhat of a fix. But again, it also has to involve a lot of moving parts.
0: Yeah, the 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 intention is good, I think. I think your intention is good to, like, like you said, like take take perks that aren't uh aren't used as often or are not as good or or you know they're um they're lacking if you guys are getting buffering on youtube i apologize uh T's having one of its little spurts it should it should uh, even out here in a second um i think the intention is good i do like i said on paper i'm like yep there's so many perks that have zero use zero utility like when i said you know snipers could be given utility if they could suddenly have an armor buster mod and they could see crit spots on this extra champion's armor that's like laid over top of him you know and you could see those crit spots with the sniper and pop them off really efficiently suddenly snipers have utility and they don't currently do and you're adding utility potentially to perks that uh, that do they get ignored um and yeah, assault
2: for example
0: yeah I and so the intention I share that intention to be like let's give more guns and perks that are largely ignored and nobody messes with them or does anything with them. Let's give them footing. Let's give them uh, purpose. Um, I'm in favor of that. I'm just concerned the result would be we're fine tuning it so much that it maybe that if you did this, there'd have to be a lot of perks that could do it. You'd have to pick like mm. three or four perks that can do anti barrier, three or four perks that can do overload. And then three or four for unstoppable. So I don't feel like I have to switch my guns so much. I do think the dilemma you're gonna run into is if you put champions in content and there's a mixture, um, then you're back to square one of I'm in a strike and this dummy over here is not running unstoppable. this is infuriating like but then there's that tension that lightly outlined. If I can interact with literally every champion in the strike, that also feels like a bit of an overswing. It's like I can literally run every mod and handle every champion that crosses my path. Um that might be an overswing as well. I I think the I think your solution has the potential to be good. I think other solutions people have outlined have the potential to be good. I think the absolute simplest solution is I can equip two, they're in their own slot, I can hold reload to toggle and then now, Bungie has the permission and the green light to start putting champions in way more places and incentivize champion mod use with modifiers in places like strikes and seasonal content, so more people start trying it out and experimenting with it because it doesn't interfere with their favorite gun or their favorite mod. Um, that to me seems like the straight line shot that would get the that would get the result we're all seeking, and I feel like there are a lot of pitfalls and dangers I think your system could be good I would worry that it would take them like six months to get it right we'd spend a lot of time back to that frustrating feeling of this is no better than the artifact I still feel like I'm very very um dictated to what I'm supposed to use in content um so your system if they did it would have to have laden within it freedom of choice so I don't get back into this same scenario that we're in right now where yep just these weapons and if you don't like them tough cookies so people avoid or brute so
2: Mm. and uh that's actually a good transition onto what i wanted to talk about because um the next thing i want to talk about is the the implementation of champions um i I talked about i don't know if you ever if you were looking in the um stream chat when i was kind of talking about it but um that champions are something that's put into the game as a pain point a very significant pain point, and I, I agree with you where I, I needs to be part of the It needs to be there. It's something mm-hmm. that adds variation to the game, and it's something that needs to be there. But having it in content... So, I, I don't like Matchmade. I don't like it at all. I don't, you don't like... like he- say
0: that, he broke you broke up. You don't like yeah, Matchmade what?
2: I don't like Matchmade Nightfalls. I don't like Hero Ordeal at all, because of the sole point that you said, where... You know, I can be in a fire team and that idiot over there doesn't have any mods on. And it's just mm-hmm. me dealing with the champions by myself. Yeah. And that's something that I despise because Nightfalls has always been endgame content. And Nightfalls have always been something that is above a strike and it requires a fire team that you have to get together. You have to have a fire team that you got together, whether it be through LFG or maybe it's your friends um, that you do that content with i don't think that champions have much of a place and i feel like this would mitigate a lot of the um complaints that a lot of people have about them is that having them in things that aren't because i don't consider you know hero and a Adep- or hero nightfalls to be end game content i don't consider seraph towers and um the, the new public event or the uh, contact that's what it was uh to be end game content and I don't feel like they have a place in that content because I don't think champions were meant to add that pain point to that kind of content. Champions are made to add pain points to end game hard content, and to me, I don't think that you know if if they take it away from that, that will take away a lot of the complaining from the casual player base um, because they have to interact with that constantly. They have and if they don't have the mods and they're they're at a disadvantage, um, and then if you tune the champions to a more hardcore player base, that way I feel like that would, and make it so it's more rewarding to do it and make sure it doesn't disrupt your gameplay to a point where you feel like you have to switch your things for everything. Um, I feel like I'm trying to see if you kind of have a similar viewpoint on that, or if you think that adding champions across like all gameplays is an alright place to put them.
0: I think I could argue for either team here, because I do feel like if you you know having them in sundial and having them in contact public event was the result good or more did it lead to more frustration well it probably led to more frustration because you know if you did any if you'd match made it or you got into a public space event and nobody was using them it was really really irritating and then the tower event doesn't even count because like the champions show up at the end and they were weaker than everything else and they got obliterated Um so, I think I could argue for your side and be like, "They, yeah, they don't. It makes more sense to enhance them, maybe make them a little bit stronger, maybe more abundant and 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 leave them in the harder content. So those of us that really get into build crafting and intelligent choices about all this stuff that we're doing, we really engage with them more. I think the other side, if I argued for the side of like, no, they should be in more places in the game is they they add a layer to the combat that's not that difficult if it scales accordingly so if if, if champions in sundial or contact public event were a whole lot easier to deal with um, obviously that might just lead to them getting brute forced but or if you know you threw them in strikes and you incentivize people to you know use the champion mods with uh, you know positive modifiers like I said I feel like there's some good potential there where folks would, could suddenly be more aware of, oh, I can add this thing to my gun. Again, as long as it doesn't make them disrupt their build, I think casuals would be like, oh, there's this new slot now, and all I gotta do is go down here and pick it? Oh yeah, let me pick it. And here's, here's how I would do it. The whole week, strikes would have one champion type, and then they would have a positive modifier that makes weapons that use that mod stronger. I mean, stronger all the time. So if your auto rifle had anti-barrier, it would be strong against every. It would be. It would. It would get a damage buff. It would be like um, when you had small arms on and what that would do is it would bring back that notion of like oh cool, there's positive modifiers I'm gonna use this gun and get the benefit of it and, and that would motivate people to do it so then the whole week it would literally just be anti-barrier but then when you go to Nightfalls It gets a little bit harder there's more variety there's more of them you're going to want to run you know maybe multiple weapons or armor mods that let you engage with it then when you go into dungeons and raids uh, they're, they're a whole lot more standard they're more present maybe they're even stronger they take longer to kill if you put champions on that spectrum where they're a little bit weaker easier to deal with or when they show up in the seasonal content or the strikes it's literally one type for the whole week and then they encourage you with positive modifiers to actually equip a mod and as long as that mod doesn't disrupt your build i i think there's a lot of potential there to expose people to something that makes the game more enjoyable it also increases their loyalty because they feel like oh wow i made this change in my loadout and look at look at look you know look at the result um so I could argue for either team. I could get on your side and probably make pretty good points too about like, they just don't feel like they fit. Too many people ignore brute force because in lower L, you know, in lower difficulty content, you know, they're weak anyway. Their health bars aren't that strong. So everybody's just brute forcing them. Uh, and if they don't brute force them and they try to engage with it, they might get stuck in a group that doesn't engage with it. It makes more sense to have this sort of layer of combat up in harder content. Um, I think either position could be argued for and, and also have its have its answer put into the game i think i could i could get my way and they could put them in strikes and add positive modifiers and it would be good um if they just started slapping champions in strikes and in the public space and lost sectors i think that would be bad i i don't want it to be sloppy and silly i would want it to be thoughtful um and 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 be something that people could engage with
2: yeah and uh like the biggest, the biggest issue that I had with, um, with especially having it in the seasonal content, is that you have this, you have this kind of dynamic where you started, you started the season first week, second week, everyone's kind of engaging with that mod, everyone's engaging with you know killing the champions with other things, but you also have the people who are the casuals who aren't playing the game as much, who are going to be the people that need the introductions to the systems. Uh, But your core content is still going to be seasonal and your hardcore players are still going to be playing that content. And then when you have that, you know, when they're still playing the content, then they go into it after two weeks. They're going to be one shotting the um, the champions, all of them. They're going to they're all not going to exist anymore. And then they're not going to even have a chance to interact with it. So even if you have the positive modifiers, how often will they be able to interact with it? Because of these players who are already out leveling them and just melting through the champions.
0: Well, you would, you would, you would have to. It, again, it would have to be fine tuned. The champions. It was like when Luke Smith talked about when they had people play Halo at the harder difficulty because they could see the full uh, enemy animation, so they got a, a greater sense of the threat and what the enemy was like and what the enemy kind of like looked like. It felt instead of just one popping everything, you know. And I think you would want to do the same thing here. You'd want to set it up in such a way that, like, you can only get so high level. Like, you can't go into a, uh, a strike and one-shot bosses and majors. You, there's a ceiling on how much damage you output. So even though I'm over-leveled, I'm still having to, you know, take a, take a couple of shots on a major or get out my heavy for a mini-boss. You know, the the, the strikes that have a lot of the, the shielded majors in those little mini-boss fights. So I, I still have to, you know actually shoot them instead of just one tapping them or slapping them across the face with my hand and then they're dead so in my mind i i think they could tune it to where it would work well and not be this you know oh i'm not even getting to engage with it all these hardcore players are coming down into strikes and the public uh into the seasonal content and they're just obliterating the champions the other thing i wanted to say while you were talking about that is it, it dawned on me is that if champions are only in the upper echelon content and nowhere else, it really starts to make a disjointed feeling to my loadout. I've got my amazing god tier loadout for all these champions, and then I go down into strikes or the seasonal content, and I've got to restructure my whole loadout because I have all these wasted slots on champions. Now, obviously, hopefully, if, I really hope I get my way and they add a slot just for champion mods, so that wouldn't be the case. But if it stays the way that it is now, that's the other thing that I get annoyed by. I'm like, as soon as I go into content where there are no champions, I'm like, well, to have got to take all these mods off and, you know, in that becomes a that becomes such a, a tedious thing to do every time I switch activities or strikes so i would a a fully orbed god tier build for grandmaster nightfalls that can engage with champions and you know has a great loadout that should kind of have some elasticity when going down into the other parts of the game instead of feeling like well half the stuff i have equipped right now is irrelevant because there's no champions down here
2: yeah and pushing it towards for me at least pushing it towards the hardcore players and keeping it up in that end game content they're already looking at the build so if i'm going into a gambit match and there's fallen i'm gonna change all my armor over to fallen armaments and i'm going to have all that stuff set up for it if i'm going into a raid like crown of star i'm gonna change to hive armaments and that i'm already switching over i have a set of levy armor for when i'm doing any of the levy raids i have I said, of fallen armor for my scourge of the past or any fallen, um, you know, nightfalls that I'm doing or hive nightfalls that I'm doing. Um, I, I, you're already switching the gear over. You're already changing your armor for a lot of the end game content. So keeping it in the end game would just, it, it would just say, okay, well, it's just another thing to switch over because you're already switching over a lot of things. And even when you're just going into different content, you're going to be switching over weapons because you're not mm-hmm. going to be using the same loadout that you'd be using in say a uh grandmaster nightfall then you would be using in a raid or even going through raids there's a lot of different loadouts and a lot of different metas through all the different raids that you would use so you're already switching your loadouts as is so um i feel like just adding like one more or two more weapons wouldn't be that much of a change it would then alleviate a lot of the issues that hardcore players have with playing lower end content that's match made in these issues where mm-hmm. they feel like that they have to carry and they have to go through all these um hard situations and then they don't want to matchmake they don't want to sherpa people through stuff because they they already have to deal with that matchmaking it it gives a negative connotation to um matchmaking like especially in a strike like the corrupted no one wants to do the nightfall strike and corrupted because no one knows how to pass the balls or they very rarely do and that's an issue that you know the community has voiced um and it's become a meme now at this point So I feel like if you if you push it towards the end game and then have certain things like your difficulties in Nightfalls have, you know, Adept be non-match made, have it so there's very few champions in it and that can be your introduction. And then as you go up in the difficulties, then more and more and more champions come out there. And then they have more health and then they're more scaled differently. And then you have your raids and this could also be tied into raid difficulty where maybe in easy, there's only two champions or maybe in uh, normal, there's two champions. Maybe in hard mode, there's seven. You know, and and obviously there would have to be implementation with that and how it can be implemented properly and tuning and all that stuff. But I feel like keeping it in the end game where people are already switching over stuff instead of making people switch over stuff in the lower end game where they don't want to switch over stuff. They don't want their guns taken because of sunsetting they don't want all these issues that they're voicing their opinions about don't make them change stuff only make the people who are already changing stuff change it
0: yeah and i think that's good pushback i think Christic said the same thing is it disjointed or is that just a reason to use different weapons like he said i don't use ariana's in regular strikes for example I, i i think that's good pushback like I, I do think I could argue for both sides. I could argue for your side and say, yeah, it, they make more sense in this content. They could be very low-key and introductory in the first two tiers of Nightfall, and then they go up in saturation and difficulty the higher up you go in Nightfalls, and then they have a greater presence in, you know, raids and dungeons. Um, but I also could come from the complete other angle and say, if if Bungie were to go into the weapon and add a champion mod slot that... that you are incentivized to use and equip I don't think people would feel like oh I just want to play the low-end content I don't want to mess with this it wouldn't it wouldn't be right it would not be this this sort of oh man I gotta I gotta completely obliterate my loadout it would be it would be like the difference I'll give a perfect example it would be like the difference between a, a solar week and a void week in strikes. When you go into solar and void content, you switch usually your weapons accordingly. You're like, oh, well, I'm gonna switch to the wave splitter because it's void. Oh no, wait, hang on. This week it's arc. I'm gonna switch to the cold heart. Right? You're gonna you're gonna adjust the element that you're going in with whether it's your subclass or your weapons in accordance to the modifiers and I think the same thing would kind of apply you're like oh strikes this week are overload I'm just gonna go to my main weapon that I love using and I'm gonna swap anti-barrier out and put on overload and it doesn't mess with counterbalance it doesn't mess with if I like minor spec whatever I think if you separate them and then you treat it in the same way that we switch our weapons according to burns, it would literally be a simple mod swap for that week of like, if I go into strikes, and you would want to synergize it. I think strikes and the seasonal content should be very similar with their modifiers for the week. Um, whether you're running the seasonal content or strikes, it's just overload overload champions. And so you make that one switch, it doesn't hurt anything in your loadout, you're not swapping armor, you're not even swapping guns. Um, I think that's a great entrance point into low level build crafting like that's super super low level build crafting and then and then I think that's how you turn a casual into a hardcore, they get a taste for it and they're like that actually was kind of cool, I felt like my weapon was stronger, that was fun stunning those guys and now they're starting to put two and two together
2: yeah yeah yeah. for me for me i just i think the exact opposite you know when you're looking at you know stuff like a good example is when you were running reckoning i think it was during season of worthy um you had people and you were like run 1k run 1k you know it's solar burn run 1k and there are still people who are using different weapons (laughs) you know it's a different burn like And when they they all switched to 1K,
0: when they all switched to 1K, we melted the boss, right? Like, it was like, come on,
2: you know? Uh, And I agree with that. Like, you should feel incentivized to follow the modifiers and stuff like that. But at the same time, there are still going to be, there's still, even to this day, I know people who go into strikes and it doesn't matter what burn they are, they want to use their mountaintop recluse and anarchy. And that's the only thing they want to use, no matter if it's solar burn, they don't care. They were going to use the weapons that they want to use. So I feel mm-hmm. like there's also people like that, but again, you know, th- it, it, we're just all talking about theory here. So, you know, I,
0: I think your I think your idea is more contextually clean, and what I mean is once you get up into the higher echelons of content, it's more of a context where people are doing that. They're changing, they're swapping, they're trying to optimize. People don't really do that for strikes, even in Reckoning. Like you said, people are just running what they wanted to, they ignore the mods, they ignore the burns. So I think yours is more contextually clean, mine's a little bit more complex. It's like, well let's just put one type in the seasonal content in the strike uh, content so people get a taste for it. I think mine would require a lot more fine-tuning and nuance, and yours is clean. It's like, no, get them out of entry-level content, only put them up here, and if you're going to create a spectrum of champion difficulty, do it in the four difficulties of the Nightfall. The first two are fairly easy, and the back, you know, the top two difficulties, are there. there's more of them, and they're harder. So, I do. I think yours is more contextually clean. Um, I just... I'm always thinking of, like, this is fun to experience. Is there a way to make... Is there a way to bring this down for casuals to experience it, too? Because someone's like, well, is it build crafting if you get the benefit for free? Well... Yeah, that's why I said it's low-level build crafting. It's a teeny introduction into, if you put this on your gun, look how much stronger you are. And then that opens up potentially their mind to the idea of like, I've never really paid any attention to all this crap. And then they start looking at their armor and other things. Because I, I think as, as Avenger appropriately said, lots of people pay zero attention to any of this stuff. They just want to run around and shoot. And I think that those those players... Are never really going to consider anything we're discussing right now, no matter how you shake it out or and how how accessible you make it. They're just going to ignore it, and they're going to be like, "No, I'm still using my breakneck after three years." Like that's just all they care about, <laughs> you know. And I think I think those players are great, and 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 you you can't really try to legislate to them. So yeah, I, I think either either would be fine. Either would be fine as long as they continue to evolve it in a way where when they show up. It actually functions well and doesn't just get e- doesn't get just completely bypassed and brute force. Like ultimately, that's what I want. I want to see it evolve into a better system, because right now I feel like it's it's super super, it it's it's pesky for casuals and they like what is this? I don't like this, especially when they're running contact. And then when you go into the harder content, people are just trying to find the absolute best ways to brute force and bypass. And I think fundamentally, your idea or mine could rectify that, clean it up and make it better. And that's ultimately, I think, what we want.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I already took enough of your time so you can move on to Techno Alright, thanks for calling in Techno,
0: what do you got for me?
3: Well, because of all the time MG took, I don't have anything <laughs> Just uh, basically everything MG said I feel like the champions are more of an end game pinnacle activity type pain point that shouldn't really be brought down into more entry level content
0: you, because, oh, you don't you don't think they should be brought down in the entry level
3: I don't I don't think there should be champions in the contact public event because that's what most players are going to jump into at the start of the season before they even have any champion mods to deal with them or when they're just starting for the season before they have any champion mods most people are going to go in and jump into the new stuff
0: yeah I, I, I tend to agree that's why I wanted to make it like I honestly feel like if they did if they did my idea they added the extra mod slot there would be one automatically equipped you know so at the very least luck of the draw you got a one in three chance that a casual is going to have the right mod in there you know you couldn't you could not unequip it It's all there's always one picked Um, never
3: count on being lucky with blueberries
0: (laughs) you could even make it you could over here next to kill tracker you could even just put three perk bubbles that are on every gun and you literally just go in and click the perk bubble so you cannot unequip the champion thing—it's literally a—it's an intrinsic perk on all primaries, and you just pick one of the three. So again, you got a one in three chance that they have the right one, and again, I think I think modifiers do get ignored. I think Avengers right. I think a lot of people don't pay attention. They're like, oh, it's solar, and they're running a void heavy. They're like, oops, you know. And there, maybe, maybe Bungie could do some simple UI updates to make it more apparent what's going on with modifiers, like if I come click on strikes, make these icons bigger, make void singe purple, make heavyweight purple, ma- you know, make it a color, make it bigger, so I look over there and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, void is stronger, oh, I wasn't even paying attention like, you could do some simple UI tricks to draw more attention to this stuff, because again, I think that we all know how cool it feels when you lean into the, the the modifiers and whatever the meta is, and you do something really strong and cool. Um, we we know how satisfying that is, and that's where a lot of my ideas were coming from. Is like get it get it into content where where it's incentivized and, and, and people can uh, enjoy it. You know,
3: I feel like this would just be adding an unnecessary pain point to entry level content for the champions.
0: But they're already there, though. They were in. They've been in all three seasonal contents this year. So you think and
3: you I think it should, they, they should been gone? Yeah, I think well, just a regular mini boss would have been fine instead of a champion or regular and like, major.
0: And like I told Avenger, I think I can argue for both sides. I think I can argue for your side and say they didn't really add anything to Sundial. It just was frustrating. It was just frustrating if you match made and you got in there and nobody was running champ mods. Like it. I I I think I, I agree with you guys. Um, but I'm always like, don't don't jettison. Refine it. Don't kick champions out of entry-level content. Refine it so it's enjoyable and better. Um, uh, and if and I agree with you guys. If they're not going to refine it and make it better, then yes, get them out of entry-level content. They don't do anything but frustrate folks. But I'm always going to be like, I'm on that team. You know, my big banner, I'm running for president, right, is don't jettison. Refine. Like, don't get rid of something. Refine it and improve it. Um, because there's i think there's potential with them that hasn't been tapped into uh yet and And
3: yeah i think you already went over this but the just sheer power difference between barrier champions and overload and unstoppable ones where like overload and unstoppable barriers you just gotta land the hit with or, or the overload and uh unstoppables it's you just land the hit and then you stagger them whereas the barriers it's like a dps check If you're running like an SMG, you have to run up into the middle of probably a bunch of enemies to break the shield. And they'll keep shooting at you while their shield is up.
0: Yeah. I talked about that with Light Leap. I said, I I wonder if a lot of this discussion would go away if champions, uh, if if anti-barriers were like Unstoppable and Overload. If an anti-barrier shows up, their shield's already up and they're walking around, and you have to pop it with anti-barrier. You don't have to. You could try and brute force it and just do tons of damage to the shield. They would have to actually change the way the mechanic works because I do think, because someone's like, I don't think Overload does anything. No, it does. When you stun something with Overload, they take more damage while they're stunned. And so Same do one, with
3: Unstoppable.
0: Same with Unstoppable. So, I, I could see if you flipped anti-barriers around to where, oh, here comes the anti-barrier. Their shield is up as soon as they show up and you can pop it with anti-barrier and stun them or you can try and brute force. I think you probably start to see people be like, I'm, j- I'm going to run anti-barrier. It's just easier. And like I said, I think it was to Avenger. If I, go- no, it was Light Leap. If I go into a room and there's six anti-barriers, I'm not going to waste all my heavy on them. I'm going to run anti-barrier. It's going to be better for ammo economy and my power structure. To actually engage with the mechanic. This is why if you give me increased freedom and you increase their saturation and presence, I think that's the sweet spot. I think the recipe gets right, because now I'm not brute forcing and I don't have to, but man does it go better if I actually engage with the mechanic.
3: Yeah. I have some uh experience this week in the Nightfalls. There's no or there are there's barrier and unstoppable champions. So everyone runs anti barrier and only one guy has to run unstoppable. Yeah. Like you stagger the unstoppable ogre in one shot, takes almost a full mag to stagger the barrier champion.
0: Well, and then you're running a mod for an entire activity for what, one or two enemies? Do you see why the, that's, that's why the current iteration of it is so dumb. It's like, I'm running this mod for the entire piece of content and there's one or two unstoppables. Instead of it being something that doesn't disrupt, I don't have to take off minor spec, or I don't, I don't have to take off counterbalance. I can run this because I'm the guy that's going to take care of unstoppables, and it's got its own slot, its own lane. Instead, you're like, nope, I got to run unstoppable. I swap out that to that mod, and I engage with the the enemy that's unstoppable for literally a second. I go boom, stun, and then that's it. That's a, you're I, That's why I was worried. Or push back a little bit on Avengers, saying like, oh, put it on perks, put it on perks, because it, it, it could make underutilized perks have some utility. I'm like, dude, I don't want to run a gun with a specific perk to shoot one enemy through an entire strike, you know, one or two enemies. Like, you either gotta... I think that's why, again, I, I keep coming back to the sweet the secret sauce, the secret recipe is put way more of them in the game and give us way more freedom about it, and then you hit the right rhythm with them.
3: I think um, I liked your idea where after the kill tracker on a weapon you get a choice between some anti-champions so you get your freed mod slot i also feel like the artifact should offer like bonuses for dealing with champions instead of just the champion mods like maybe one season um, smg anti-barriers are more effective than an auto rifle anti-barrier or a sidearm anti-barrier or something like that
0: I would do that at the level of modifiers so that's week to week not season to season because I don't want an entire season where that's the best weapon I think week to week that keeps it fresh but for a whole season I think you're going to get in the same trap we're in now where you're like oh this is the best archetype weapon for anti-barrier and I, for three months it's the best like I I, I think a week to week modifier I think your idea is good but I think the, well, the interval right now is too long you gotta,
3: right now it's you, you have to use the SMG for anti-barrier there is yes. no uh, other option for it
0: right i think they should be standard all primaries should be able to pick between them and then week to week if you want to buff certain archetypes like this week smgs with anti-barrier are getting a buff in nightfalls or strikes or something that's only a week where you're like oh yeah you know, i'll mess around with a, an smg for this week and that keeps it fresh you try that see that's how you get people to try other weapons i think that's incentive, not that's not like a grocery list from the bounties, it's like, no you're you're gonna wanna run this, it's gonna feel good and then you're like, oh, I, I didn't realize SMGs were so fun, I've never really run one or, you know, the next week it's it's auto rifles or after that, it, you know, it's pulse rifles and, and and you don't have to but that's you taking advantage of a modifier and I think week to week's just a better interval for that cause then it, it's kinda keeping things fresh after a whole season I was so tired of using certain weapons, the one uh, in Season of Dawn, I was sick of it, I was like I'm sick of using bows and scouts, like for the for for the for the the anti champion
3: stuff. Sometimes I don't really want to have to curate my loadout, and I'll just ignore all the modifiers and run what I feel I want.
0: Yeah, and you and and I think that's fine because you're like I. It's not that you're being punished; you're just not optimized. You know, if you don't run champion I can still mods, do it the content, might not be the yeah.
3: fastest or the cleanest, but I can still do it. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I, that's that's part. I think that's the ticket. I think that's the right. That's the right mixture is you can do this to optimize, you can do this and you will be faster, stronger, more, more efficient, and if you don't that's fine, you know you're going to probably feel the difference, and that's when you're, it, see, the beauty of that is, I make the choice and then I attach the feeling of efficiency to my choice, it's like oh, I did this, I came up with this build, I put this weapon on, look how quickly we did that, when it's like no there's champions in here and these are the only guns that can do it I'm like well I'm not really choosing it then you're basically choosing for me it's like you do this with your kids right do you want do you want a hamburger or a hot dog for dinner right you don't tell Put a four-year-old. A on
3: the hot dog?
0: Right. Well, but you don't tell a four-year-old what would you like for dinner because they're going to be like, "I want you know Cheerios and ice cream." Like you're going to get it. You're they're going to just say random food or or candy, and so you give them the illusion of choice. They think they're choosing their dinner, and they're not. You know, they're four, right? So this feels similar. Instead of saying. These weapons are extra strong. If you feel like using them, you can. And when you make the choice, you're making a connection between your choice and the power that you're feeling. This is no; these are the weapons to choose from. And you're like, I don't like any of those, right? Well, sorry, th- these are the ones you can choose from to do champion stuff. One's incentive, we got champion one's champion
3: mods at home. Yeah. When you ask your mom to stop at the store to get more champion mods, but she says we have mods at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're taking the analogy too far, but you guys get the point. Um, you. You're, uh, you're, you're taking. I think you're 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 taking the the choice for the player, and you're repackaging in a way that they feel they're making the choice instead of them being sort of. It's it's like passive coercion. It's like I don't want to use a scout or a bow or a pulse. Sorry, those are the only ones that can use the mods this season. It's like this is. This is like passive coercion. You're you you you're getting your result. you you want me to use these weapons, but I don't feel
3: like I'm choosing it, you know? What do you mean? You just run Izanagi and Divinity and then you get to ignore all the champions.
0: That's exactly why I think Sundial really led to more and more brute forcing. Brute forcing was somewhat present in in Undying. I think people finding ways to circumvent champion mod mechanics went up. I know it was happening in Undying. I think it increased in Dawn because the primaries were not... I told people, I said, the minute SMGs are not on there, you're not going to like it because everyone was running Recluse or Subjunctive. And the minute it was on primaries that people didn't like, people... the, the increase in ways to circumvent champion champions went up
3: So well, let's go back to your scout rifle video because season the dawn had anti-barrier scouts so already but, off to a pretty bad start there
0: yeah it was bad because it was scouts bows and pulses I think and maybe auto rifles um,
3: it was scouts I, I, and pulses at an anti-barrier in dawn so you, you had nothing close range to deal with anti-barriers
0: Yeah, and you could do Unstoppable with uh, with a bow and a pulse, maybe. I think sidearms might have been in there. It was bad. It was not a good mixture. And I think that's we saw a rise in people uh, circumventing and brute forcing, which is the natural response of the players when they feel like this choice is too painful, frustrating, or or too much. It's just too much play flow disruption, so they find a way around it. And um, I really, I'm really, really hopeful that champion mods can evolve. This is what I hope they don't do because they have a tendency to do this champion mods won't get addressed in year four they'll just sort of be like this thing that gets drug along into the game cause they were too focused on stasis and Europa and the new and the new content I really really hope both the weapon system and the champion system gets an overhaul for year four and doesn't just get drug along um cause that, stasis, that's, that's
3: stasis champions
0: yeah, yeah maybe, maybe um so well good, good talk good call in techno thanks for calling in
3: I gotta vamp for time so Rexus can get here. He added me in the Discord, so I gotta well, figure out something else to say.
2: Well, we're
0: we're at an hour. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it there because I haven't had a chance to do like a mic test or anything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the episode there. <laughs> so thank you everybody who called in. Sorry Rexus, not today, dude. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to end it. I like keeping these at around an hour. Plus we're wanting to do uh, some Sparrow checkpoints and then some Fall guys. So if you're listening to this on iTunes. Uh, you may be listening on uh, it's on Spotify it's also on Google Play those are places you can listen to this podcast you can also watch me live at sayno2rage.com. you can click the join button to become a member or a VIP you can also do that on Patreon at sntrpresents.com and the VIPs can call in like these gentlemen have done or take part in VIP games and VIP game nights so be sure to do that that's a great way to support me easiest way to support if you're here right now especially is to click subscribe and the bell button as always if you're listening elsewhere please like share and subscribe